up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 38 of The Overview. I'm Chan Man V, and Jason is joined, joining us today with some nice pictures in the background. I'm assuming you're not home because there's no way you I have those, those pictures. Actually. You painted those. Really? Uh, I think I think Got it was in Jason Ross grade. here. Uh, I did finger painting. <laughs> yeah, um, right. And compared to Thomas Kincaid, but you know what, what oh, I said. Oh, wow. That's that's impressive, man. Definitely impressive. You should be doing a creative stream is what you should be doing. And Flame, join us. <laughs> join us again. What's up, buddy? Not much. I don't know. Chilling. Chilling. I'm tired. It's Exciting trip, it's I'm sure. Long week. Yeah, yeah gonna, for sure. Can't wait to hear about it. That's going to be, uh, you know, definitely great. Get your first-hand experience at, you know, obviously your first event and everything. Um, but yeah, today, guys, we're going to be talking just whatever, uh, just the news that's going been going on. A new comic came out today. Some esports news with uh, a final signing or a signing that was we've been looking, we've been waiting for for a while now. Uh, and then obviously results from Vegas and I am. Kiongi is a Kiongi, right? Or what is it? Are you? Chi- are you okay, okay. No, I'm, I'm Chinese. I am not. G- You're Chinese, right? Yes, yes. Why did my light just turn off? Okay, uh, Kiongi. Kiongi. Okay, Kiongi. Uh, so we're gonna yeah go over finals. That definitely lots to talk about in each of those um, events. So we'll dive into that. And of course we have Q and A at the end. Uh, if you guys want to uh, send us some questions, email them to the overview at chainmanv.tv. Uh, if not, you know if we don't have any questions there, we have we already have one or two of them. So if we have enough time, we'll we'll take some from Twitch chat too. Uh, but all right, guys. So uh, what? What? Just thinking of a great question that's going to be asked. No, 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 not that question. All right, not the question. I already saw it being asked. No way. All right. So the week at Overwatch. (laughs) So So, um, let's just get into it. All right, our week at Overwatch. So you guys been playing at all? Playing the game at all? Like, did you guys have time before the event? I played. So before the event, I did that 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 pre-event tilt that I always do. I played ranked. (laughs) uh, Lost two hundred points. So I lost my top five hundred spot that I would have had. Great for me. no, I didn't really get to play much because we were in Korea, but the internet was insanely good. So I tried out <clears throat> on my laptop, my XMG laptop, by the way. Um, that plug, nice plug. I <laughs> they're not even sponsored me. I don't even know why I did that. <laughs> um, I tried out the, the new brawl because I wanted to buy the cases. And I tried out the yeah. brawl just because it's another case, and I managed to kill someone as May somehow on a touchpad without even a mouse. Wow! Um, but besides that, I haven't really been able to play much. But I now that I'm back here at my parents' place in California, I actually managed to. Uh, Use my mouse and laptop and actually play a couple of games last night. I ended up drawing my my rank game to soft DK, so I was pretty happy. Okay, that's good. Uh, man, killing somebody with May with your touchpad—that's pretty impressive. And that snowball—it wasn't thing. pretty because I have problems hitting people even even just normally there. Uh, how about you, Flame? I know you. I know you have mixed opinions on the the brawl. So well, I let's mean, hear it. I don't know. Like streaming wise, when oh, yeah. I play, I get less viewers than when I don't play. So I have like started to slowly transition to just never playing. So I do, oh, you like, mean just analyzing stuff? Like or, yeah, like okay. I get more viewers when I'm just watching other people play Overwatch than when I actually really play wow. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. sick. That's cool. Which is beneficial <laughs> for me because I get less angry, my blood pressure's lower, and everyone's happier. But um, A healthier. I guess like. <laughs> For the for the sake of the brawl though, like yeah. I actually, I mean, I tried to play it because I'm still gonna have to play it probably tonight or tomorrow because I want to get the. There's like achievements, you know, like I'm an achievement yeah. where like I when need you throw my, it super far away, like kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, and like away. I need my what's it called? It's like I need those sprays, sprays the yeah. four sprays, but they're so hard to get because that mode is like such a grind. 
because it takes so long. I don't know. I wish that they would. But like, that achievement you can get quickly. I mean, if you just start chucking random ones just across. No, no, the no there's like four though. There's like hit four shots in a row, which oh, is actually like harder yeah. than it seems. Yeah. And there's one that's like. That one's really hard, actually. It's like Ace <laughs> UM or something. Like they're Do actually not missing as well. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're not actually hard. So, like, are they actually like really difficult when you consider how like grindy the mode is? And then one of them is like kill three people while they're reloading, and I think you have to do that in like one match. Oh it's my very God. difficult. Is my point. Really? Yeah, like, that's getting, just like yeah, camping like, spots. That's all it is, man. Yeah, 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 but it's hard. Is the thing. So that's that's my gripe right now. But I'll do that against. I, I guess this week. Like, Hmm? I know you can do. You can do exactly what I did to grind up the cute sprays in Overwatch. Go into a game, use your fame to your advantage. Like, hey guys, you wanna you wanna help me out real quick? I'm just trying to get the spray <laughs> done. Start reloading. This Legit, shit. how I got a couple of my cute sprays because I was. Yeah, I mean, I could like you could probably like yeah. do something where you get like your entire team on the same. You get like a six stack or a five stack, whatever it is, and then just have your teammates wall somebody into a box and then kill them that way. Like that might be really good, but you'd have to coordinate that. But point being, I'll play that this week. And then I did like my one non-decay mank, but I think my alt account's like dumpstering itself all the way into like 3,000. I'll get that back later. I, I like really how everybody's just like playing one game just to stop their decay. <laughs> I mean, so like before the event, I went to like, so like I didn't really know what to expect from Hulk right before MLG. So I was like, yeah, what if he calls me gold or some shit? Like I have to check out his rank. And he didn't even finish his placements. So like, again, like I think people are just like, gold. you know what, whatever, man. Yeah, yeah, it's funny though. Yeah, it's been definitely interesting. I mean, I've been playing only with my son this 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 season. It's definitely been lower. But... Oh, so so we have an excuse. Yeah, I'm low because I play with. My, well, no, my and son. so mm-hmm. uh, what I was uh-huh, trying to get. Uh-huh. I mean, no question, I am the casual out of all of us. Okay, no question. But but uh, one thing I have noticed though is like we haven't played a ton. But um, you know we have been winning more more so than not. And but when we win, we gain so much, we actually gain more than we lose, and that's like been a first ever for me. When I mean that's the watch. problem though, like you're part of the problem. I am. Like we, for the wow. for the for rank this season, does everyone? I mean for me too, dude. I have like a thirty percent win rate, and my SR is like at its maximum peak or something. Right. So it's weird, right? It's bad. It's, yeah. I mean it's 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 weird because it's bad. It's like the, they're just making up for lost time, but then now now the curve's going to be all like I don't I don't think it's going to be distributed. I think it might be top heavy, right? If if that's the case, so well, so like I think that they want people to hit five thousand. Like I think they want more people to do it, but it's like I don't know. It's it, it makes Grandmaster seem kind of worthless in my opinion. Like the concept yeah, it of devalues it. It, it devalues it a little bit. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, it was last season. Grandmaster was better than top five hundred because you could get top five hundred without even being Grandmaster, and now it's just kind of like even. It's kind of like even so. worse now. That's right, right? You could I get. Think, I can get Grandmaster. Uh, that kind of gives you a side of how lame the actual rank means. Yeah, I mean, like I, I've played maybe like I don't know. I don't know why it thinks I've played so many games. Like I didn't expect to have a rank. Maybe like brawls are counting or something, but no, I, brawls are. I don't not have counting. There's I mean, no Master Overwatch says I have sixty games played this season, and there's actually no way. So, but whatever. Point being that, like, mm-hmm. I have my SR. Or like I have top five hundred and like I'm forty two something, but again, like yeah, I'm only playing like one game a week or something. Hmm. It, it could be just I don't know the the uh, MMRs are still fluctuating, you know, because I think it still takes a certain amount of matches before it, it it's nailed down per season, even though it's supposed to use your last your previous season's MMR. Yeah. So it could be we're just still in flux, but it feels better at least. <laughs> at least for us us down you know in in the 
the gold, platinum, diamond ranks. But uh, but overall, yeah, I think it's going to hurt the top ranks, though, unfortunately. Or at least, no. you know, not, not make it feel as special. Other than that, though, um, any, what, any luck with the skins? Like, any, you guys get all the skins you want yet? I still have a ton of them. I, I have to wait until, like, the last day before I buy loot boxes. <laughs> but... Uh, so I've got 50 got, cases. I got McCree, so I think, four times. I got Zarya emote three times. Oh my I had God. to buy Zenyatta, Winston, May, and then now I'm out of points. So I can't even buy like the Trace for the Lucio. So at least you're I getting a bunch of them. So wait, wait, is the McCree an epic or is it a, a legend? Epic. It's an epic. Okay. Like my issue so far, I don't know about you guys, but I've, I've gotten like three legends during this time of, of winter. And w- one of them was a Reaper, but two of them were like non winter you know wonderland uh, skins which is like god man i wish you would just give me just the winter ones i i don't want any of the the regular ones during this time but obviously there is a percent chance drop but <laughs> i'm getting pretty unlucky getting the regular ones because it really sucks because it's not you know obviously this is limited time right i want to get those how about you plan? i think people complain actually i mean you can get those I mean, like day one, I just dropped eighty bucks and got like everything, and then got like a bunch of like I literally was oh opening crates God. and getting like duplicate legendary winter skins. Like that's the worst, dude. I'm sit- well, I'm sit- no, but the thing was like I'm sitting there and I like it's it's I see the gold and I'm like okay, Winston's coming and then Winston drops and then I see another gold like literally the next box. I'm like okay, that's Torbjorn and then I get Torbjorn and my chat went nuts because they were like this guy's cheating. Like this is pre-recorded. <laughs> Like it was actually just really crazy luck, so I just didn't gamble when I went to MLG because I was like, I just wasted all my luck on loot boxes. Oh my yeah, god, you you're one of those people. Of like you're one of those people. <laughs> you were calling it like, all right, this is Winston. Winston That's drops. Crazy. All right, this is gonna be Torbjorn. Yep. Torbjorn drops. That's crazy. That's awesome. I know uh, Line Pro, who was at the Overwatch World Cup for Spain. Yeah, he got made. I think he's gotten made like twenty times. 20 like times 20 times oh my god he got it four times in his first times opening like his first set of cases i think he's bought more damn that's it's really bad to get repeat legends too because you know you you get yeah. 250 instead of 750 so it's so that it, it feels even worse when you get those um but yeah i'm holding out i'm holding out to the very very end and then and then i'm gonna have that dilemma as to how many loot boxes to buy <laughs> I guess I can measure out it you a little bit. You should have a lot of currency, right? Um, what's that? You should have a lot of currency, though. Uh, right? I do, but you know, not enough to get everything. There's so many epics this this year. Uh, this yeah, you know, Winter Wonderland. So um, I'm really disappointed. Like this, the Zenyatta skin is a nutcracker. I mean, it's it's cool skin, but I wanted like a walking tree with like ornaments to be the skin, and also like the ugly Christmas sweater, the soldier skin wasn't there. Oh, I was kind of sad. I don't know. I was coming home. Well, that one, the like, ugly soldier was... one was a blown out. Yeah, that one was like blown opportunity to have crazy meme fest yeah. too, uh, just in the community. But the walking tree, it wouldn't be Zenyatta though. I mean, Zenyatta, dude, I have nothing to complain about Zenyatta skin. I freaking love that. I hate the it's head. cool. The head's awful. What? The head is Come on. You don't like, like the head? It breaks all like Overwatch. Like you know, like That's true. Know, in TF2, That's true. there was like a time where you just realized that the skins were just like over the top and like breaking the hitboxes and stuff like that oh, that one's like pushing it? it for me oh this is really like, oh i didn't realize that it, it well the head's just not the same size it's kind of like reaper pumpkin but like reaper pumpkin like nobody would ever use that because it's like it's it's just like straight up worse if you're gonna play competitive oh wow okay i see what but you um i didn't think but then there's that. like reaper raven skin which like masks your noise with like a flock of crows which i think is like weird yeah. But I don't mind it. You know what I mean? Like if someone has the Reaper skin, instead of it making like that shadow walk sound, it makes like the Reaper caw shit. Like but the Zenyatta head 
hitbox is like so weird looking on that model. And I like is it I'd bigger or smaller? Just, oh, I'm bigger. sure it's the same size as the hitbox, but yeah. the model makes the head bigger and it like looks weird because I feel like her head or his head should have always just been like that. Mm, oval thing it is. Yeah, yeah. But as for a Christmas tree, I don't know who would it be. Like, Bastion? I don't know. I just wanted like Zinyad to have like ornaments. Like be throwing oh, ornaments at you. Oh, like, throwing ornaments. ornaments at you. Oh, okay. I okay, I could have seen cool. that. That could have been pretty neat too. But then you couldn't have golden I have a lot of my comp points just to see. Yeah, but... <laughs> golden nuts, It's like overused dude. now. It's just like golden nuts in your face. Like, all right. It, it'll That's never be overused. Ten times I heard that, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess so. Definitely still a couple weeks left in this Winter Wonderland. So keep playing, guys. Keep getting those loot boxes. I've just been playing a ton of arcade just to get the loot boxes. It seems to be the most efficient mm-hmm. way. Now that they give you XP on top of all the, you know, the the whatever you call them the goals or whatever every three yeah wins every three you wins you get one case. yeah there's like then, bots in 1v1 now oh is it really yeah it's like i guess people just like made a bot you, i don't know how it works you go to jail like, in korea just, if you use those man yeah it's like an <laughs> afk person that just doesn't like they just load up into ranked and then if someone leaves you get a win so oh you think oh, you like people just start shit. leaving Oh, wow. Because they're like, oh, this guy's AFK, and they leave, and then that guy gets a win, and then he gets loot boxes. So oh, it's, like, so they're smart, trying, but it's stupid. So, so they're, they're using a bot. loot boxes. Right, right. I see Because if you just get enough levels, you'll eventually get everything, right? Like, you'll have enough currency. If, you, if you're, like, level whatever, like, 2,000, like some of those crazy people on Reddit, like, you'll have every single skin all the time, right? Yeah, but yeah. I mean that takes a lot of time <laughs> to get. To, I mean, not if you have like an AFK right? bot doing one v ones all day. Yeah, yeah. Not surprised. So you know, it's it's uh to be expected when it comes to farming and that sort of thing. I'm sure they're gonna crack down on it, but uh, at yeah. least for some time they can do it. Uh, so in, another bit of news that came out today was that Tracer, the Tracer comic came out. And everybody's like, okay, Tracer coming. That's cool. You know, it's, it, it's about time that we, you know, we saw Tracer's story. Tracer's actually one of the, you know, the first characters shown during all the animated shorts and whatnot. So I figure she would have been a little bit later. So finally comes out. And it's actually not Tracer's focus. It's more of like a holiday-focused one. Uh, but she's in most of the, the, the comic. And, um, you know, big news came out of it. You know, she's... The first gay, you know, hero that's uh, at least not gay. She's not gay. She's not gay. She's not. She's not gay. Okay. Okay. What? She could have just been like bi. She could be like. She could have just been curious. Okay. I I give you. She could be bi, but I think it's been confirmed. The roommate could actually be a dude, just with really long hair and very feminine looking. Like I was in Korea. There's a lot of feminine looking men, so. You never know. That is a dude. I don't know why it's, I don't that know it's like a, a big dude. deal, actually. It's not a big deal. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just, again, it, it, it just shows the diversity that's in, you know, Overwatch and their heroes. And, uh, I mean, Chris Metzen, Chris Metzen about... already said that there was going to be a gay character. I just personally thought was it was pers- Zarya. But, uh, wow. Whoa. No, I just, that's, just personal. I just thought it, I thought it was. Maybe Damn. it is. But now she's, maybe she's not. And that, that would be even cooler. You know? But, uh, um, no, yeah. I was more concerned the fact that Reinhardt, like, was it with Anna for Christmas? She was with Soldier instead. I was like, what the fuck? What's going on with that? Why Why is she with Soldier? Yeah, they're good friends, but her, her or him and Anna, or Reinhardt and Anna had a thing. Catchphrase. I don't know. And she's not even with, she's not even with Farah. She's not even with her daughter on Christmas. Who and does that? You're that, a terrible parent, <laughs> Anna. Dude, You're horrible. 
Dude, they got something going on, man. Got that geriatric love going on. That's what's going on there. Hey, who are you to judge them? Maybe they have family issues. So with this comic, what happened? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So in the comic, what happens in the store? Like, I, I, I'm confused because, like, she finds the scarf and then they say the, the store's closing if you don't have anything else to purchase. I didn't quite understand that. I, I, like, she, she gets there it? and it's closed and then she's like, I think she, like, robs the place and then she's like, shit, I need to do that. Oh, and then goes back so in time and, like, buys it, it. Oh, or something. Or I don't know. I Maybe they closed or something. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I was a little confused there. The scarf. Yeah. She pulled the scarf off the guy thinking it was a mannequin. Oh, that's what it is. Ah, I got yeah. you, Jason. Yeah. Okay. But then they're like, we're sense. closing, and then she doesn't get it somehow. Oh. Yeah, she doesn't yeah, get right. it because the dude already had it. was the, the Well, guys. it was like a, there yeah, was like was a thief, thief, maybe. And I, there was something about thievery, and then somehow she gets, like, I don't know why she couldn't buy the scarf the second time. Like, they're like, we're closing, you can't buy it or something. Well, that's what he said. She, she snagged it off of a dude. It, it wasn't like That was the first time. Oh. But then she, like, gets one. Like, someone gives her one. Oh yeah, yes. Then then somebody out on the street gives her a Christmas gift. That was the people she saved. Yeah. When when something was stolen from right, them, she right. brought it back. And that was oh, I see, I see. That's yeah. the More yeah, Winston. Man, we, man, man this, Winston. these comic things they're, they're so complicated. They're too complicated. There's for too us. much yeah, they're too open to interpretation. I want like <laughs> yeah. things just given to me. Yeah. Or no. So like we, we lost Harambe here in this world in Overwatch, Winston lost his dad. So that's true. You get to send Christmas like with him. The sad story here, but um, but if you you guys are wondering what, what I'm watching it on th- this this action site, this site that actually you know makes the comic you know animated a bit, uh, this one right here, Made Fire, is really really cool. I watch I look at all the comics through it. It's I don't know a little bit of music and a little bit of uh, animation just just really makes it work. But okay, if you think that girl is a dude, Jason, then you're messed up in the head because that girl is not a dude. I'm just. I'm just very realistic. I've seen that's some not women from... Jason's had some experiences in Korea that I don't want to talk about. And that's just triggering <laughs> memories. I, I mean... See. I see. Th- Thailand was pretty close to... Thailand to is... There. I've seen them firsthand, too. They, uh, that's, a, that's a trip. Just a very handsome-looking man. That's a trip. Or a very beautiful-looking man. <laughs> you have trip. no proof that's not a dude. I, okay. Uh, officially, I do not have proof that's not a dude, but... 99.95 percent that is just have blizzard get them naked and then we'll we'll have proof all right this is getting ridiculous that's definitely (laughs) on blizzard's agenda i'm sure that's awesome i was like yeah guys we definitely need more proof um forget forget predetermined maps and map videos let's just focus on getting traces love naked your next comment (laughs) needs to be winston looking at the dna strands on both of them Overwatch, the entering the point. Check out each chromosome, figure out which hentai, ones hentai porn the industry. Y. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Anyways, check that out, guys. Uh, the only thing I'll say is that a lot of people on Twitter were seem to be a little peeved that Polygon seemed to to um, spoil it just with their, I guess, their tweet of the title of their article <laughs> that, you know, that Tracy's I mean, the first game character. I mean, all these stupid, characters. like, just... second-rate esports not even esports just gaming news sites are gonna like make this into a big thing like the tracer butt incident this will be like up there on the most useless you gotta talk about something man news you gotta, of overwatch you yeah to talk about something this is a problem this is a problem yeah, hey at least they're talking about overwatch it's hey it's better than not being talked about at all i i think that's that's a worse the worst you talk about mlg no, you no, of course, it. of course, esports. I'm just saying, eventually, right? You know, like games, people just stop talking about it, and th- that kind of sucks. 
culture. Anyways, going on to eSport news, um, I don't know. There might be some other headlines that you guys you know might want to chime in on, but the big one I, I feel like happened at uh, Vegas, which was Envious finally signing Mickey. And the way it was done, it was pretty interesting too, which was that, that Hasbro just... Uh, just kind of jumped into an interview with Mickey and, you know, basically let everybody know that, yeah, he's, he's signed. I forget exactly what he said, but basically confirming that, that he's signed. That was the funniest, like, moment, I think, at the event. <laughs> that was cool. Like, Hashtro interviews just coming out of nowhere, ones. like, Golden Boy's talking, and then suddenly Hashtro appears to confirm what Golden Boy's talking about, but I don't even think Golden Boy knew that Hashtro was there either. Yeah, he was kind of lingering in the background. It was funny because when they were interviewing Mickey, I actually tweeted. I was like, Hasbro, when the heck are you going to sign this guy? And, I mean, he didn't see that tweet, obviously. But literally, like two, like a minute right after that, he gets on the, the mic and says it. And I was just like, wow, okay, that was funny coincidence there. Uh, but that's great news. It's, it's about time. I mean, there's no question that Mickey is uh, not only you know a great player and everything, but he just he just makes the team happier you know like the team chemistry is just a lot better i think with him around too and they seem a lot more loose and relaxed whenever he's on there it helps when you're winning too so have to see them go through some some rough time some maybe some rough periods and see how it is well yeah so i had to look at it yeah i'll go for it all right whatever so i was talking i got i got stuck in i got stuck in chicago yesterday for like three hours on my layover and i had dinner with oplad and I yes, didn't even yeah. really think about this, but he was talking about how um, I was talking about like, oh yeah, Envy had like that perfect storm in Korea or whatever, mm-hmm. where Mickey's just like happens to be the best dude in the game and whatever, and like Harry Oaks is the best seventy soldier seventy six. Yep. And then he's like, yeah, and you didn't. I don't think anybody really realized that they buffed Symmetra, and Hulk's like the only person that plays Symmetra. That's like it. the team just keeps getting more and more powerful. Like. It was it was kind of funny when you put it in perspective, like just how much the patch, like the patches have just been like helping them progressively throughout the past like month or two. Not that I mean, they wouldn't have done well without it, but it's just it's amplifying their success for sure. Yeah, and I don't know if it was, you know, something they forecasted or anything like that. I mean, he's been playing Symmetra even before you know the the new Symmetra was in PTR. Yeah, but sure. it just shows you, you know, just flexibility or having players that can flex all over the place is what we've been talking about like the last month, last two months, that that's going to, that's the recipe for consistency in, in Overwatch eSports. And you're going to have to have that. And, you know, it came up again when we talked about uh, just the trade, right. And, and having misfits be almost a whole team full of, of players like that. But yeah, internet Hulk being able to switch from that to, you know, to Winston, you know, in the final, just to counter shadow burn some. And I mean, yeah, it just helps a, a great deal. But it was cool seeing Symmetra. It's so I mean, weird. We, we only saw like what a couple teams play Symmetra regularly, so it, it was um, yeah, it was great actually getting a chance to see how how she plays out. It's so weird to have like typically like the typical flex players you see, or like just say like for instance, for example, Tavik, who like flexes from Farah to like Genji <laughs> to play in like McCree to play in, like all these different offensive heroes. But then you have Internet Hulk, who's a flex who does. Zarya or Winston or Symmetra, like he'll play these really random flex. <laughs> yeah, these really random flex heroes that actually work out really well for the team. It's just kind of funny to see, like the big difference between like the standard flex player being a DPS who plays every DPS character mm-hmm. to a supporty flex player who flex to like different roles just to kind of go with what the team needs to counter someone. Yeah, it'll be also interesting to see how teams value that. Like, how do you quantify that if he's, you know, he's probably not the best, or maybe he's the best Symmetra right now, 
Um, but he might not be the best at any of those characters. But um, and maybe he's not even like top five at any of those characters. But the ability to be able to switch from all of them, you know, in a it's given the meta, ability, it's like teams are so scared right now. Like I, ha- I had this conversation too with a few people. They're just like, like they could do it, but they're like, they don't want to screw up. So like they're so scared, but like Envy doesn't care. Yeah. You know? Well, have they broken out new stuff during? I mean, they kind of progressively do it. I wouldn't say that they, they've come into a tournament outside of the Mickey situation. I mean, they had to do that. But before that, I wouldn't say NVS went full bore with new strategies, like an entire event. Oh, I mean, they didn't need to, right? But the yeah. point being that, like, well, there's like there was, like, a matchup this tournament that kept happening, and it was Fnatic versus everybody. And, like, Fnatic doesn't run 76. Like, they just don't. Right. They run Zarya Pocket. So if you, like... Like, Envious was the only team to go Reaper against them. And, like, it's so smart. But every other team obviously could have gone Reaper, but they're, like, afraid or something of it not working because they don't practice it. But it makes no sense because that's the whole point of the game is to, like, be able to switch in the middle of the series. And, like, that was why they lost to FaZe at the end because FaZe wasn't running D.Va. And, like, if you run D.Va into Cool Mat, Cool Mats gets a shitload of Gravitons and he just, like, pumps them out. But, like, I wish more Fnatic didn't run Soldier? Yeah, they like never ran no, soldier. They, like, didn't they literally just ran a, a dream hack. Why did they change? No, I mean I'm sure like, they ran I'm sure they ran it during the tournament, but that wasn't like their cup of tea. Like they weren't winning or like they were, they were one of the few teams that just would ditch it. They'd run like oh. buds on whatever tracer sometimes. Tracer, yeah, he well Buds was wrecking on Tracer to, to I mean yeah. he was doing great on Tracer on in some of those series. So um but yeah, they, they definitely did go away from, from Soldier the most uh, out of all of them. Hmm. And Reaper, Reaper is something that all of them can play. Buds plays an awesome Reaper too. So but that's the thing is like people just don't do it. So yeah, it's weird. Like the and I mean I'm gonna keep going on Brandon tangent, but like the reason why Reaper is not good is because Diva is so good. Yeah. Against right. it, but if you're not running Diva, then you can go Reaper, which like happened between like Phase and Envy too, because like. Shadow burns the Reaper and the Diva. So then, some like there's a lot of really like people got so used to playing their friends or whatever, or, like the teams that they scrim that they like forget that you know like why heroes are bad. You know what I mean? Right, right. There's no fluidity to it. I mean, they're, yeah, they're like against Phase too, like Symmetra mm-hmm. pounds, like Genji gets absolutely destroyed. So yeah, I like teams could have just ran that against Phase, but no one even really tried it. Yeah. Um, but well, well, let's let's talk about Vegas, I guess, in in just a sec. But um, yeah, MVS signing Mickey. I mean. Any final thoughts on that? I mean, any bad things to say about this? I mean, I, I think we could just talk for days as to why it's good, and, and peop- we, we all see why it's good, too. But any negatives to this? You guys no. say anything? I mean, logistically, I it sounds hard, right, <laughs> for for Tasmo. I mean, I hung out with Tasmo a lot. Seemed, I mean, he's he's really good, and I, I was, like, really glad. I, like, meeting him. was He was probably one of my favorite people that I met there, too, like, just randomly that I didn't expect to talk to. But like, I mean, that sounds hard, but that's the only negative I could come up with is that suddenly you have to book flights from Thailand to the States and back every time with, I mean, they're all from all over the place. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be staying at the house or anything. I mean, they have, if, I mean, I'm if sure at least will, they have to get a visa, home. you know, getting visas are, can be a challenge, but, um, but yeah. I know Andrew's with them. So <laughs> if there's somebody to, that, that you want trying to help you get your visas, it's definitely Andrew. All right. Any other news that you guys might've come across just in the last week or so? Maybe we missed any big Big eSport news. I mean, NGE uh, finished. Yeah. yeah, I guess I haven't been able to see any of that. How did that go? Actually, I, I missed it too. I, 
I mean, I can look up the teams. But... Yeah, that was the, with all the other events. I, that that was one that just kind of slipped a little bit with NGE. Um, just to put in a little, uh, little, little asterisk. By the way, mm-hmm. I have internet at home now. Apparently, in Germany. Do you? So, okay. Yeah, I get to great. actually watch events again and do the show regularly again. That's good. That's gonna be yeah, great. for those of you who don't know what he's talking about, he ever since he's moved to Germany, he's had no internet at home. No, no, no. No, no after you so, moved. Yeah, after you moved from moved your apartment. Spots, yeah. yeah. Yeah, after yeah. you moved to your new place, you've had no internet. And it's been months, guys. Like three, four since months. August. August, yeah. Since August. Yeah. Since August. So that's yeah. that's rough. I mean, the good news is you've been just traveling a lot too. So haven't missed too much. But yeah, yeah, yeah. De- definitely... We missed you on the show a few times, definitely because of it. It'd be great I'm to sure have you. you missed chat, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, so Vegas, or are we looking at? NBA? Yeah. So why don't we talk about Vegas? Um, actually, we'll, we'll probably spend more time on Vegas. So why don't we talk about IEM first? Um, I, yeah, I mean, we, we, we might as well just transition into it. We just talk about Mickey. So yeah. Okay. We'll, let's talk about Vegas first, then. I'm just, um, I'm just curious, like Flame, and I mean the rest of the people who aren't here can ask them. So did. Did anyone really doubt Envious would win that tournament? Like no, 100% legit doubt them? No. I mean, they can't I mean there it was all based on day 1, right? Like what the, you could tell just based <laughs> yeah. off. But uh, it's hard to say because I think the two teams that could have possibly taken the win maybe would have been Fnatic or Cole because I think that they match up well against what Envious Cole, does. Really? Um, like their matches against Cole were actually really close and their matches against Fnatic were also really close. Like I mean, Envy MB's record in the semis and the finals were they had better showings against C9 and against FaZe than they did against um He says cool guys, it's com- complexity, right? Yeah, uh, against complexity. Yeah. And, Wait, complexity took a complexity took a map of Envious. Holy crap. I don't, I don't know if they took the a street. map or if they tied a map or something. They tied a oh, map, okay, I believe, then. and they went into overtime oh, or whatever. Okay. Yeah. But they were playing, Someone well. tied they were playing great. In, yeah. Was it? Did they tie? Maybe it's they just did. They, it's just they won on King's Row. I'm looking at Wikipedia. I don't, I don't know if they. I mean, I think MVS beat them pretty handily, too. It's just. Well, I think. Well, for me, it's more of them. Somebody breaking a took a game off. 0 22. I think Complexity took a map, and I think Fnatic tied a map and made it go to three maps, but it was like a 2 0. Yeah. It might have been fanatic than that. That got that. It was time. weird. I don't know what I don't know what happened. But the point was that like that group was more stacked with tank meta, and then you had like Group B, which was like C9 and Phase in them, and they like didn't run tank meta so much. Mm-hmm. So like I think if it was in such a way that maybe Fnatic and Envy made it to the finals, we might have seen a closer finals. Or if we saw, like it's weird because like Fnatic loses to Phase, but Phase gets dumpstered by Envy, but. Fnatic and Envy are way more competitive with each other because Shadowburn's like way worse than Haffy at D.Va. So it's there's like a really weird dynamic yeah, right now. Yeah, it's rock, paper, scissors. We had the same thing happen in China where like Team A can beat Team B and Team C can beat Team A. And we just see this constant, <laughs> constant like loop. Yeah, that was like then the story of the team tournament. Papers. Yeah. It just depends on who makes it to, you know, like who gets what through. What about with Rise matches, Nation right? though? Because I, I mean, I didn't get to see really any, much of the matches. How was their showings? I could see yeah, zero. It was like groups, it was like but... I don't want to say abysmal, but it was yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, like, they didn't look very they good. Got, they got O2. They would get like full held on the, like. So if day one NRG looks awful, right? And then second day NRG gets a win off Liquid, which was weird. And then, or I mean, like I predicted it, but it was more or less just from talking to them, like they were confident. And NRG actually beat FaZe like the week before in NGE. So they really wanted to play FaZe. But then they get C9. 
But like if they had if C9 had lost to FaZe, they would have gotten FaZe. And then maybe they they actually thought that they were gonna beat FaZe. So like the rock, paper, scissors like really took over the tournament, I felt, except for like maybe like one or two teams that actually had no way to make it. But the way the groups came out, it was like you had the tank meta on group B and then or group A, and then you had like no tank meta at group B, and then the way the brackets made out, it was like the semifinals were always going to be better than the finals because the teams that could have beaten each other weren't ever going to match up. It's, it was weird. I mean, I know what you mean by it being a rock, paper, scissor type situation right now, but there is something to be said for how well the, some of the teams played too. Like, you know, Energy didn't play that well. Let's just be honest. Like, they didn't play that well this past weekend. Um, I mean, especially the first the first two days. But I didn't find out till later, which you, you, you let me know that there was other some issues going on right technically or whatnot so um yeah so they, they sat down and did mic checks and then yeah somehow they do mic checks they get up to talk to their coach or something and then sit back down and milo unplugs his mic and nobody realizes until the matches are over that's crazy yeah and for and apparently my, milo is their shot caller right so yeah and they were like being passive aggressive on, on comms they were like can we keep the comms up like they wouldn't they didn't want to call them out so they just like kept making passive aggressive comments in chat like oh, about like man. can we can we start calming like is someone missed like you know like they thought he just shut down it was actually the dumbest thing when you look back at it but <laughs> they were too polite yeah. to their own teammate basically I've been polite. they were just passive aggressive so like that's yeah. a problem like should just call them out like yeah. hey, milo wake up but I, I just don't understand how that happens. Like, how do you play and literally not he- you're, like, even you're if you're Milo? How do you say how do you, anything? Yeah, yeah, but, that's, yeah, but that's how does how does Milo just not like, hey Siegel, could you do something? And then not hear response like Siegel, you look over at him and he's not responding. Then instant be like, all right. Well, pause, that's how you know issue. that there's problems in the team, right? That 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 like that's a normal yeah. thing or something. Like, I don't yeah, know how exactly. that works. Like, that, it's already mm-hmm. a pointer at there being a bigger issue. I don't know. Like, that's yeah. that's a huge well, issue. I mean, I'm, they made. I don't want to use that as an excuse for them because, like, they're like really upset about it. But, like, I mean, but it, it does explain noticed. why they didn't play. I mean, okay, sure, them not noticing it. I mean, there's there's definitely some kind of communication channels that that need to be hashed out there because that shouldn't have gone on. But it does explain why they played so bad. At least, yeah, I mean, uh, but they got O two the day before by the same team anyway. So as far as that goes, it's like, what was your oh, issues the oh, first so day? What, oh, so oh, was the second day, not the first day. Oh, I thought yeah. you were talking about the first day. No, the first day they get O two by C nine, and the next day they get O two by C nine. I know, but yeah, well, yeah, that that obviously just not the greatest matchup for them. But I thought they looked worse on the second day, though. I mean, the first day though. So the the second day at least. How'd you? Sorry, good. Sorry, sorry. No, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just curious how you felt about Numlock playing Reinhardt over Milo. Because I, I noticed that I was able to catch one of those games. I mean, again, that's like more problems with the team, right? Like you pick up your Lucio and your Reinhardt, and then suddenly, like two days before the tournament, over you swap them. Like they only swapped the last day of NG. It wasn't even like all the days of NG. It was like literally the last day where they had to win the entire day to qualify. They switch Milo and they make it to like the semis, which was way better than they did the entire tournament. So I mean, it worked out for them. I think Milo is probably better on tank, but um. I mean, NRG's problem is they don't have a big picture guy on their team. They have like a shot caller that calls like targets and whatever, but they don't have a guy that says like use this ult, that ult. I mean, that was a gist I got from Sam. Yeah. But that's a separate issue, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my point was is just that I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, just simplifying it to just rock, paper, scissors is. I don't know oversimplifying it to some degree because i mean they you know they still have to play well even if your strategy's right right no i mean i'm not saying that like rock paper scissors is why yeah. it's just it's just why the finals were worse than the semis and it's why oh well yeah like the semis were great think. yeah the semis i mean the the semi between phase and Fnatic was 
was a great I mean, series. Yeah. It's probably the best series, actually, of the entire I mean, trailer. that was probably like, the best series of Overwatch, like, ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just to watch, Did you, did you watch it, Jason? That was a great, great series. No, I haven't been able to. Yeah, catch that one if you can. Here, you go back and watch the VOD. Um, but overall, okay, so let's just talk about... Um, I, mean, we're, I definitely want to talk about your experience, too, Flame, but um, just from the standpoint of results... Uh, Envious won, but which team outside of Envious looked the best to you? Is it just FaZe? FaZe? It's FaZe? I mean, it's yeah. weird. All right, I, like, I could go in depth about this, but like, okay, so like FaZe overperformed, but I mean, people say overperformed, but I think it's the fact that they're always in weird continents and like cross countries and stuff and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's it's hard to say they overperformed. I felt like Too Easy was like the secret carry that no one really noticed. Mm-hmm. Like, Zoms and Too Easy actually played... I mean, everyone played so well on that team for that tournament, but there were so many moments where they should have lost, I felt, or, like, they would lo- they were supposed to just lose the map, and then Too Easy just hits, like, this god hook. Like, he did it in more maps than I think I can, like, remember. But... So I think that they looked really good, but apparently they're having, like, internal issues, and, like, the team doesn't really get along well, so I don't know what's going to happen there, but... They're they did well for the tournament, but I mean, as far as keeping that consistent, they'd all have to move to NA or something, I think, to really keep those results going online. Because you start losing online, and you're like, "What's wrong? Like, why is this happening?" And then you win a tournament. It's like rogue syndrome, right? Like you're you want to maybe break up the team, but you're winning. Yeah. So you just. So I hope together. that they don't get locked into that, but I mean, I think that that's where they're at right now. I felt like Fnatic played really well, but they like threw a few times. Like there were some maps that they definitely should have just won, but they overextended or mm-hmm. there was like one fight i remember on dorado where they tried to stagger a diva like for so long they were so good at staggering like they were probably the best team and they definitely won maps just because of them staggering deaths yeah but they tried to do it for too long and then wound up like trading a diva for a roadhog because by the time that they actually killed the diva like four people had respawned they weren't even checking the timer mm-hmm. and then they like lose that way and it's like that shouldn't yeah, have happened, was, you know, like, yeah. So, like, but they played really, I mean, they were solid the entire tournament. I felt like complexity should have had a better run. I think that they were better than people gave them credit for, or like the Did way they it looked. Somber? I thought they yeah. looked good. Yeah. Somber. That was cool. Yeah. Actually watching. They looked good, but it like wasn't enough, you know? Like, yeah. Cause they had to get out of that bracket of fanatic and envy, but maybe they could have won the other bracket. You could make the argument. You don't like, I we'll never know. Cloud nine's had a chance. Yeah. Cause they, they, for some reason, at least at the past, at the Gamescom, they could beat cloud nine. Like that was the easiest. Them and Liquid were like the best teams they could ever beat. Yeah, C9 and was like yeah, a single map against. Yeah, exactly. Before. Like complexity was like C9's or yeah, complexity was like C9's kryptonite. Like they would always lose complexity. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of weird. I mean, C9 definitely underperformed. I think in terms of what people expected from them, like they get second in the group and then they get 0-3'd by Envy. They were coming in with a little bit of momentum, that's for sure. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't have any huge wins, unfortunately, in this, but um. Yeah, I thought Complexly looked really good at times. I mean, they were. I feel like it was a good tournament for them, even though they didn't, you know, necessarily have the results that that you know that that would justify it. But a lot of the matches that they played were close, and I don't know, just seeing some, some you know, some Sombra being played, and or was it Sombra? It was a Symmetra. I'm, I'm getting confused. No, it was Sombra. It was Sombra. Every right, team yeah. that ran Symmetra this tournament won. By the way, like yeah. every map, like there were so many full holds this tournament, and like. But the, but seeing the Sombra played by by complexity, I can actually I, I can see it coming into the meta at least at least more teams trying it because there were there were like a few times they were just kind of unlucky where the the opponents um you know Urshad would just put everybody on the ground and then she would like EMP right when that happened so her, her entire team was on the ground when when she EMPs. Yeah, that was, there was one I remember that yeah, push. Yeah, it, it was, I mean, there moments were... like that was just like oh man, it would have been awesome to see 
how effective that you know that EMP would have been at that moment. But um, but I can but I see how effective it is though. Just shutting down it's, all yeah, the tanks. It's, it's crazy. I think you need. I think they need to adjust a little bit. Like I would rather them run like a Reaper or something. You know, like heroes that can just like slam because they're running like tanks with it. But I feel like running tanks with it is like not the most optimal thing. Like it would be way better if you could like EMP and then suddenly there's like a tracer and a reaper there and like yeah, what you can just, do against them. You yeah, know? just putting everybody down. So yeah. I want to see them evolve that. But again, like teams didn't have time for this tournament, I think, to prepare correctly because of the way the NGE bracket worked out and the patches. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I think that like if that tournament had been played like a week later, I mean, it's completely different. Did Complexity run uh, the Sombra of the Zen again? Yeah, which is really good too, because yeah. then suddenly yeah, everything's like discorded. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah. I mean, Th- those tanks yeah. melt, man. <laughs> Whenever you get rid of Matrix and, well, it's, and you, everything, it also makes it so you can't possibly lose a fight if you hit the EMP with a Zen. Well, the thing was trance, and they can't kill. You. Like they physically cannot kill you unless they insta burst you because you run mm, into a that's road. Good hall. point too. Yeah, because about a grenade's not there if if you hit the EMP right. Well, it's the fa- I think it's also the fact that you're running like. Um, you have Sombra and like her damage isn't super good, and you're not you're running like Reinhardt, and I think your last hero is like Diva or Tracer. So Discord just makes it so the EMP gets more value too, because like suddenly the Reinhardt's Discord, and then you just move on to the Roadhog, he's Discorded. But what was I gonna say? Like the teams. So like what happened actually was Fnatic almost threw on Route 66. But the reason, like, why they won was because oh, they ran explain. buds on Tracer on defense to, like, just shut down the Zenyatta, and that was literally, like, his entire job. But that match was actually so close, and the fact that it was, like, the reason why Cole got out was, like, pretty heartbreaking. But, it like, it was, like, a nail-biter to the end, and, like, I don't know. It was – that's, like, kind of, I guess, back to the point of, like, Group A might have been able to have better results in Group B, actually. Well, that, that, was, the, um, that was the map, like, they were literally seconds from being – like just stopped on the first point right and then all of a sudden they get the first point and then just finish the rest of the map quick oh cole you mean yeah, <laughs> yeah, cole, yeah, yeah, got, yeah. cole got stuffed really hard but then yeah Fnatic gets it to like point three with like two minutes left or <laughs> they, three minutes left or something crazy. and then they like yeah. just throw ults and like die and it was crazy it was actually the craziest thing yeah it was that was that was a great one that was another good series too that one um yeah, so definitely a great, a good tournament. MLG overall, um, I mean, production-wise, let's talk about production because it, it kind of relates to your experience. Um, yeah, overall for you, Flame, like how how was just everything? Like I think you mentioned being a little bit nervous during the rehearsals, and then but once once day one started, you you felt a lot better and comfortable. And uh, well, personally, I think you did great. Like, well, so like, all right, so here's here's I get. I mean, this is just a story, I guess. Like the first yeah. day we're doing rehearsal, right? And like I've never done a rehearsal. It's my first rehearsal. And they're, like, making us go through, like, mock analysis and stuff. And, like, I have Stir, me, and ZP, like, at the desk with me and Golden Boy. And they're all just joking around. And, like, I, I'm really bad at, like, improv stand-up, I guess. <laughs> but they're, like, really good at it. So, like, the first day, we're making, like, rise jokes on the desk, or, like, at rehearsal. Like, I don't know if I should be repeating this. But, like, <laughs> it was mostly, like, because it was rise versus snack. So, they're, like, okay, give us an intro. And then, like, we're making jokes about how they're in high school. And we're, like, oh, yeah, I heard Faz skip the science fair for this. And, like, we just keep going. And I'm really bad at that. So I'm like really nervous. I'm like, shit, like, am I going to be expected to just come up with like these zingers like while I'm on the desk? And then the next day I'm just sitting there talking about Overwatch. So it was a lot easier. But I was actually like way more nervous doing rehearsal because I felt like I didn't know what to say. And then the next day. Yeah, you don't have to be that color guy. Man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I mean, no, I mean, banter was good, but I couldn't. I wasn't I was like not prepared to just I felt like it was weird. Banter on the 
third day was really good with Monty and Doa, but they're just like banter lords. Like it's, they just, could, it's not people yeah. don't like to actually use their content in rehearsals because then because um, then it becomes really stale when you actually do your content on the show. If you repeat your content over and over again, say you have to go through rehearsals like five times, you're repeating the exact same thing. It becomes boring. It becomes practically scripted. So yeah, like, I mean, we, I agree. Do, I mean, we I, do it before I, this show I, all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, when it's your first one, though, you know, it's like rehearsal. Oh, you, yeah. you really want to feel like what it's going to be, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like some form of practice. And then like, yeah. But no, I think production wise, everything was really good. I mean, I don't have anything to compare it to, right? But everyone there was so happy. I think the MLG guys, there's like Corey, I think was his name, or I'm sure it was his name actually. But he was like super chill, super professional about everything. Like had everyone like under control. There was there was like no issues. I don't think we had like one day of internet issues, like the first day for the teams, not even the stream. Mm. So it was weird. Um, but nobody noticed. We had like very few pauses. Yeah. Like we had no, I don't think we had like any positive no, except for I think I think it at was, the end. Someone's I think mouth it was broken sm- the finals. Yeah. Everything was like super smooth on time. Like the food was good. I mean, I don't have any complaints, but I mean, maybe other people had complaints that had done it more, but you guys even had dodgeball at your party. That was so sick. Oh yeah, dude. That, that party was crazy. I like people. Which party was this? Twitch the party? end game party. Oh, end it was party. Friday. Not Twitch. It was party, like sun- apparently, like I asked, I asked Mr. X about it, and he was like, "Yeah, Sundance just had a lot of money and wanted to throw a crazy party." And then it was a, cra- it was a crazy party. Like dodgeball. I left because just a trampoline place or something. What is this? There was like no, like they had a dodgeball arena. They had like ski ball. They had buffet food. They had Mija and Dada Life on this like rotating massive <laughs> boxing ring size nice. stage. Nice and like. It was actually crazy, but I had to leave because I like I get drunk and then I start singing and then when I start singing I lose my voice and if I lose my voice then like what am I there for? Oh, that was the first <laughs> night. That's right. They threw a party on the. So first it was like the night. first night. Was, yeah, yeah. So it was really not it was, usually a it good was crazy. idea. Like, God. yeah, it was crazy. But it was like it, it was so crazy that like people were just like overwhelmed. Like, oh my god, what is going on? Like, what, what is this? This is, a, this is a gaming event. Good old Sundance with the. Yeah. It was sick. Like it was oh, actually shit. sick. Like people were leaving there saying like that was the best esports party I've ever been to. And <laughs> I mean, I've been to a few, but like again, it, it was like a concert. There ain't no was... dodgeball though at other parties. That's for damn sure. That I mean, Vegas sweet. is like EDM, right? Like people go to Vegas for EDM events. Like that could like that was a legitimate EDM event. Like people are losing their minds. It was crazy. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. I would say like just getting back to the flow of the the podcast. You know, watching it, I thought the flow was quite good. Y'all, y'all filled really, really well, and the wait times between matches weren't too bad. Um, so overall, the production I felt like it's one of the best N- uh, NA production wise that we've seen. Uh, I don't know if it was as good as E League, but um, you know, I think content wise it was better. I mean, I'm biased, right? Because I was there. <laughs> yeah. But what do you mean by like content? <laughs> like, do you mean games? Do you mean wow. what do you mean? No, no, no. Well, that? game. Well, I mean, games obviously should have been better, right? But I meant like the... should have been better. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's time later, right? It's been like six months. The games better be better now. Yeah, but it's all relative. It's just how good the games are between between the teams, right? I, you're talking more from a pure, puristic. Pure, well, yeah. Pure. I mean, but also like, I mean, I had this criticism of U League before, where like they were trying way too hard with the memes. Oh, okay, okay, sure. And then, like, I felt like this desk was, like... I mean, the desk, the desk segments, I think, this event were really good. Because, like, like, I'll be honest with you. 
I went into the event thinking that like Stir was going to be like Stir. I mean, the way I know Stir is different from Stir yeah. on camera. Yeah, no, he's more of a veteran. So like, but on camera, he was so funny, dude. And like his cast were like, we were dying at the desk. And like people don't like. There were some criticisms of Stir being like, he like, oh, this guy doesn't have game knowledge, but he brings like such a character. I was I was like loving every second that he was casting because like you could like the drawing calling ZP <laughs> sometimes, and it was like so good. But yeah, like everyone was so chill. I mean. Because, like, that was my first time interacting with, like, Rachel and Golden Boy and X and Puckett. And everyone, was, it felt like I just had, like, all these big brothers and sisters that I just yep. didn't know about. Yeah. The, everyone just got along and it was, like, awesome, I think. The talent community is definitely a, a, a really good one. Pretty close one at this point. Uh, and, I mean, Jason, you <laughs> you guys had freaking BlizzCon. We're wearing tights together, okay? That's how that's how tight you guys tight you guys were. I still have those. Yeah, I still I'm have sure those. you do. Are we gonna throw them out? I'm, no, I'm sure you. I'm sure you have those tracer tights <laughs> um, and the jacket and the jacket and the underwear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but overall, the underwear. I, it's more of like a piece of string. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. I, mean, I didn't realize that, but. Anyways, getting back to the to the nice. production, um, I think over I think the only criticism I would say with the whole MLG event is that it was on the MLG player, you know, it was on YouTube, it wasn't on Twitch. So the viewership overall, I don't know what the numbers were, but you know, when I was watching on YouTube, there'd be you know six thousand people maybe. And um, is the player powered by YouTube or is the player itself like a different stat itself? Like, do they have their Separate. own? Separate. So like yeah. the count on MLG is different than the count. Yeah, on I, I don't actually know what the count on the MLG. I don't think they show that, right? Um, they did. I mean, I think that there were only like, I mean, it wasn't. It's not like a hidden thing, right? Like there weren't like that was like the running thing with everyone at the thing. It was like at the event rather. It was like this tournament just would have been so much better if it was on Twitch. Cause like yeah, we would, felt like we were getting way lower viewers than we would have gotten. I mean, we knew the number it was like 15,000 was like the max ever between the two. So people were like upset about that, but that was the thing. It was like the tournament was way better than the viewer count was. Yeah. And what people were upset about, I get they're trying to build, they probably have some, you know, they, they obviously have some relationship with YouTube also, but you know, it's like as much, money and, and and time and effort that's invested into that tournament and the production being so high it just seems it just seems like a waste i'll just be frank it, it, it's well so i think they get money from youtube is the way well, I I, yeah works. i get that so it's like it's, for it's, if you're mlg you probably get they probably made more than they would have if they were on twitch i know i'm sure uh, from so from the standpoint of them it, it obviously makes sense for them to do it because they i mean Obviously, they have a great. I'm sure they have a great deal with YouTube. I don't actually agree with that. I don't. I don't agree that it makes sense for them to do that. It really made no sense to me that you have MLG, who's a part of Blizzard, okay, basically, for Activision. Sure. And Blizzard wants to show the game off as often as it can. So why would you be streaming to one platform? Why would you not stream to everything? Right. I yeah. That, I I'm mean, right obviously they're you. paid. Well, again, like how much? Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's the it, cost but... of exclusivity deal versus the cost of whatever like i don't even but, know if twitch pays twitch like i don't know how that works twitch, twitch probably pays a little bit but not like youtube who's trying to to get new viewers and you know get engagement yeah i'm sure it was a shitload of money from youtube like just you know like just to make that but it's, it's analogous to this flame like you know there was a time where um you know like owned right or owned or azubu came to all the twitch mm -hmm. streamers and offered hundreds of thousands of dollars for like some of the top streamers to go over there some of them went and then they like got zero viewers during that entire time, but they got a hundred thousand, you know, whatever, hundreds of thousands of dollars during that year. But in the end, they probably 
paid a price. You know, like I think long run, they it hurt them more than anything. Because yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it was more like a test at this point. I, I mean, yeah. I'd be surprised if MLG did another Blizzard event and it didn't wind up on Twitch. You know. Yeah. Like regardless of whose direction that was that chose anything or whatever, but Yeah, that that event should, you know, easily could have gotten 50, 70,000 like I think yeah. pretty easily. I don't it could have been yeah. higher too. So, uh, a lot of big names were, you know, being were playing against each other and good games coming out of them too. So, that that was the only disappointment in in, in the, f- the fact that it should have been higher. Like but. it's it's for me like if you're trying to grow the esports of the game, I, I don't I, okay, I can't really argue numbers or like stats when it comes to this. I can just argue how I feel, but yeah. I feel like the majority of people who watch esports watch Twitch. And if yeah, you're trying to attract question. new people who don't know about the event or people who are like in other games, like, oh, this streams has like 20, 30k viewers, but I'll check it out. That's how you do it. I don't feel like people roam around YouTube channels. They only go there when they know someone's streaming, right? Like the only reason I would go to a Zubu or Hitbox is if I knew someone that I wanted to watch or an event I want to watch was there. I feel like you can attract more people and build up the scene more if you use Twitch as well, like a non-exclusivity thing. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah YouTube gave a lot of money, but if they're throwing like a crazy party like that, don't get me wrong, I would have fucking loved to have gone to that. <laughs> but like, I feel like in the long run for the game, it's better to have been it had it been. Like, I mean, but you'd also yeah. make the argument that it should have been marketed better. So, like, that's kind of I think I that's mean, it true. Dep- yeah, it depends on true. where you're failing. Like, there, there was definitely like a weird mix there where like people were just like, I don't like people. Again, like you're right. I go to Twitch and I'm like, oh, I wonder what massive Dota tournaments on right now because like I'm not closely following Dota, and I'll just right. be like, oh, I'll check the Dota channel and it'll, the first stream is usually like a big tournament if there is one. And obviously, if it's not there for Overwatch, you're losing a lot. And there's not really a central hub right now to figure out where tournaments are, or, like what they're on, or how to get to them. So right. most people will be like, oh shit, Overwatch has 100k viewers. I wonder why. And then they're like, oh look, yeah, this tournament. And they all just go there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, but. If you're gonna go to YouTube, you obviously have to pump a lot more money into like advertising, like through the game, through all that other stuff. Like you guys have to go to YouTube and like make sure that the general. It's a long play, though. You don't have. It doesn't have to be event per event. I mean, I think the what Jason's trying to say is that if you just build, you know, the just the general Overwatch esports and just gets more and more viewers, hundreds of thousands of viewers. Then making money is just going to be easy at that point. Like, well, the thing is, you don't so the thing to, is, like, we didn't, nobody knew, right? I mean, there's another like problem there was that nobody knew it was going to be on YouTube until like two days before, or like what was oh. it, like the week of, right? There was like that announcement, and it wasn't, it wasn't like known, you know, like there wasn't like a people just assumed it was going to be on Twitch until that like last week, and then there were people who knew that MLG was coming, but then they didn't see that announcement, and then there wasn't like a lot of where the the viewers. I don't know where was... else you'd go unless you're like actively reading the comp overwatch reddit so well it's social it, media basically people were watching like going to it probably from social yeah, media. but like all those articles were negative right like the article comes out that it's going to be on youtube and then suddenly every tweet is like why is this on youtube you know like i mean i'm not i'm not defending anybody and i'm not saying like it was a good idea i'm just saying like there's a lot of reasons why i think it failed from a viewership standpoint but Production wise, it was probably like the most fun thing I've ever done in my life. Like it was a great. No production, sure. like I said, that, that that's the one negative thing that was, that, that yeah. was. It was just that it was on the wrong platform. And um, before we, we switch off the platform thing, I just mm-hmm. want to say one more thing that like I can understand. Um, Blizzard uses it as like a test, right? Yeah. Like for instance, the Overwatch thing's coming up, right? 
Yep. So maybe they want to sign a deal with YouTube to be like an exclusive partner of them. And this gives YouTube a chance to like show what they can do quality wise, promotion wise, etc. Okay, so, sure. All right. I mean, at the same rate, I can I can see it from both ends. Like, why not use Twitch and also why use YouTube? But maybe that was the idea. Like, they're still using tournaments to test predetermined map pools and predetermined maps for for matches. So maybe this is like another test to see what is or what uh, YouTube can bring to the table for yeah. them. Coming I mean, my, my, I have another complaint on top of what you're saying too, because like, we were told, I mean, people were told, right, that like IEM and MLG weren't going to overlap, but then they wound up like overlapping anyway, pretty heavily actually towards the last day. Yeah, yeah. And then, so that was already a problem. But I wanted more marketing, I think, out of Blizzard, but maybe there was a reason why they didn't. Like, because, I mean, my criticism is that the Overwatch EU account is different people than the Overwatch NA account. Like, there's like App Play Overwatch and there's like App Play Overwatch EU or whatever. So, like, the Overwatch EU account actually tweeted out MGA last week. I mean, that was a disaster. But, like, at least what? they were doing that, you, you know? Mean? Oh, you mean just NGA? So, I can, okay. I can answer that. Like, so, from what we've been told in the past when it comes to that promotion, it's very hard at the moment to get, like, esports marketed on the, the social media of Overwatch, like, on Facebook, mm -hmm. on, on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. The only re way they, like, fully market it is if it's, like, their own tournament that they have 100% control over. Like, World Cup, that was all over the launcher. That was all over uh, Twitter because they had full control of the whole event. Like, for instance, Gamescom, like, they technically, like, wouldn't be controlling the whole thing. Like, they don't have their own people doing production for the whole event, right? So I think they're more likely, uh, as we've seen in the past, to, like, promote an event that's 100% theirs that they control every aspect too, because they can, they can control the quality of the whole event. Right. I mean, they were um, there. I mean, I guess to that they were point. there, but like, yeah, was but they, it, was it a Blizzard employee yeah. literally running production or was this like the company that they specifically paid for like yellow light at BlizzCon to do the whole show for them? I think it was just MLG's guys doing it. I'm not saying they did a terrible job or anything, but it's just, like, they can't show I guess to that point, like why not just make an official Overwatch esports Twitter and like give me control of it? Like, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like you can <laughs> just answer your own question. He wants to be the social media. You know, I mean, not, uh, not me, but I'm saying like it would be so simple, right? If there was just like one massive Twitter account or one massive Reddit account, like, you know, like you need like that form. Like why isn't there like at Overwatch esports and like it's a Blizzard Twitter account? Like and if it screws up, it's not like the entire pubber population is following it to like get mad at MGA. I mean, I don't think to that point, MGA's like, I don't think your argument even makes sense to me at that point because MGA was tweeted out by the EU guys. And MGA, like, that yeah, yeah. that was definitely not a Blizzard run event. Like, if that was a Blizzard run event, yeah, like, yeah. I, I agree with so you. That's why I agree with you. There, there should be more just general esport marketing from the, the, you know, Blizzard social media. And yeah, and by the way, it makes sense. Overwatch esports, maybe that should be a separate account it is well i mean the, i saw a tweet today from someone at blizzard headquarters and there was like a blizzard esports sign that was like never there so i guess they're separating departments but like i want that yeah that'd be i great. want that you know like i want someone to be like okay i want an esports tab on the blizzard launcher like you guys are going so deep into esports whereas it's just like games shop news like i want esports yeah. and by the way people in chat are saying like but blizzard owns mlg well technically um well, activision MTG owns, owns es yeah. Well, yeah, technically MTG owns DreamHack and ESL, but you don't see us doing or like literally merging companies. So yeah, they're like, they're still their own individual companies. Yeah, they're still their own entity. I mean, they probably like the stocks yeah. are probably based off both of them, but they're not like working together. On they have the same parent company basically, yeah. and yeah. maybe one day, you know, that's what everybody was speculating when they first bought or or Activision first bought MLG is that okay? Are they gonna are they gonna use the MLG player? You know, just the streamer and and 
and they're going to be getting away from Twitch. And, and, and that's, that's probably still in the back of people's heads, you know, when they see things like this. But YouTube was a big part of this, this whole event. So that, that's a completely other thing, another thing. Uh, exclusivity stuff, I hope they don't do exclusivity stuff anymore. Like, I know YouTube doesn't gain much if they don't, like, try to, try to nab up an exclusivity for an event because, you know, people just watch on Twitch, right? And I don't know what percentage will watch on YouTube. Uh, but I mean, YouTube overall, channel, there's just no reason to have exclusivity. Yeah, it's all about chat, man. Like the fact that people couldn't spam my FLM good <laughs> Jeff Kaplan emo in chat, like really actually was pretty upsetting. Well, you know what's funny about with MLG <laughs> using YouTube is you indirectly helped IEM. Because like we're not exclusive to Twitch as ESL and IEM. We do, we stream to YouTube, to Zubu, to Hitbox, to Twitch. But yeah. because MLG is using YouTube, Twitch is going to promote our show more likely, our whole event more yeah. likely to pull viewers away from MLG. So you, well, you're on front did page. That, you indirectly <laughs> gave us more viewership. Yeah, that's right. Of course, no, 100. It's like the only Overwatch event going so, on. You guys, Twitch. But, but, yeah. but like exactly. to that point, originally you guys weren't supposed to overlap at all. But then I'm seeing like during the semifinals that you guys are tweeting that your finals are starting. Like Fnatic phase that's, was probably the best yeah. tournament or like the best match of any tournament that I think we'll ever see for a while. Like that, I expect that YouTube VOD to have more views than like both tournaments combined, just in terms of like what Should. you could learn from that VOD Should. and like what you yeah. could learn from watching that. Like the matches were so close, the mistakes were like so amplified because like if someone screwed up, it was like that's why you lost. Like you, it always came down to like one play. Like people were complaining in Reddit about like Monty and Doa not like hyping the finals enough, but like if you saw them during the semis, like we were all like standing over the desk, like jumping and screaming and shit. Like ZP was like punching the desk at one point. Like everyone was just super hyped during that match. Like, I don't know, but back to the point that like, you're right. I don't know. It, it was a bad decision at the end of the day to do both events, but I would have preferred if like Blizzard took more hands-on approach to like making sure people were watching both, I guess. It's hard. It's hard to juggle two events, period. You know, like I think in general, it'd be nice to not have any overlap with two two events like in the future. But, um, you know, it's tough. Like, who, knew, who knew that IEM would go over? Like, I think you guys probably just went a little bit longer than expected. No, 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 no. no. no? I, it's because we were at the same time for the quarterfinals and semifinals every day, which was 4 p.m. Korean time, Korean standard time. But the okay. final day, Overwatch was moved to the beginning of the show for IEM and StarCraft and League. Originally, it was League, StarCraft, Overwatch, and oh. they completely switched League and, and Overwatch to put League in the latest slots, obviously, to get more viewers kind of thing. So Overwatch got pushed up earlier, and sadly, they did overlap, which obviously is not ideal in any situation, but, well, I mean, there's things beyond my knowledge. Well, at least, and you know, in the final, we'll, we'll talk about IEM Finals, but IEM Finals didn't have any of the Western teams in it, so at least there wasn't that kind of no, overlap. No, IEM had an all-Korean final for StarCraft, yes. for League of Legends. Oh, no, no, really? Oh, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know. What do you expect, yeah. right? Like, I mean, we can talk about IEM later, but <laughs> I, I just wanted to, like, I just wanted yeah, to say, though, that, like, I have of... never been surrounded by a happier or just, like, better group of people. Like, I met Isn't everybody, it? and everyone was just, like, so happy. I, like, I mean, no, I'm, it's I don't, don't, don't want to say I'm not it's the great. happiest person in the world, but I'm definitely not the happiest person <laughs> in the world. And, like, I go there, and I'm just, like, surrounded by, like, all this positivity. and like It makes you so happy, nice. too, right? I mean, like, it, it gets playing, you. And you're, and you're in Vegas. I know, dude. You're in Vegas of well, all yeah, places. Vegas like, isn't, like, a happy place, dude. Yeah, it is. I mean, what like, what? everyone's losing money. <laughs> no, everyone's not. like, they don't, they don't, yeah. well, they're losing money. How many people are met? I mean, man. like, all right, so like the, the second night, I'm like hanging out with Mr. X. I'm like, I never really met Mr. X. I didn't even know how big he was because, like, I didn't have, understand He's those. a tiny, tiny man. 
the size of the <laughs> i meant in terms of the following the right? cod yeah. world like i yeah, didn't realize how big the cod world was but i'm just like walking yeah, around with him sense. and like all these people are coming up they're like oh my god can i get a picture like literally like 20 people and by the 20th person you're like jesus like this guy <laughs> like, you're just <laughs> like guy. wow so i mean but like hanging out with him was super cool like Puckett was super cool i found out he has like an mlg tattoo like <laughs> everyone's just like god, he's such a <laughs> like I don't know. everyone was just like so open and it was like kind of nice i don't know it was nice though i just have to say that mr x is like a, a bargain macklemore no he's he's <laughs> like literally a bargain, a bargain macklemore can he rat he's not macklemore macklemore is like tall and like goofy looking hey, he's like a bargain mr. X is like a fucking beautiful that? man <laughs> does he have a ton of tattoos all over his body too or no, what not macklemore at all See Golden Boy. Okay, he's like the he's like the Justin Timberlake of COD. <laughs> okay, Justin Timberlake, I can maybe without Wolf. Just well, I guess with go to that male model yeah, status. That's true. Yes, yes. Okay, I can see that uh, more than Macklemore. I don't know what the hell you're talking even about. Even <laughs> But um, all right. Well, so anyways, what are, yeah. Let's oh, transition over to I am. Yeah, let's transition over to I am. Let's try transition over to I am and. The big story here was, you know, really how the two teams involved in the trade would do, like Rogue and Fnatic, both being in the same tournament, both being in separate brackets, too. Uh, this is only a six-team event, so there wasn't really a ton of teams here, but still, got to see both of them playing against the Korean teams. Uh, Lunatic High, uh, let's see, Misfits played Lunatic High, right? And then Rogue played yeah. LW Red. Um, and, I mean, what... You want to talk about Jason? I mean, I, I ended up watching the yeah, box, so uh, yesterday, but it was a it was a tournament that had every team with a roster change or a role swap within it. <laughs> so it was a big testing ground for all these teams. Uh, you look at LW Red. I still don't agree for them being called LW Red. It should have been LW Blue because it was five members from LW Blue and, <laughs> and Nanohana. Really? From LW oh my Red. God. Okay. Yeah. Like Pine wasn't that. even playing. Uh, awesome guy. Richie wasn't even supposed to be there. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's start with Misfits Lunatic High. It says 0-3 is the score. Not really how the game went. We went to tie on the first two maps, oh. Oh. Uh, which took us over to Nepal. So we had Hollywood first, where both teams finished, and they couldn't capture on the second try. We, then we had um, Lunatic High winning on Nepal there. It's a best of one, not a best of three in the decider map, because we were going by the OGN rule set. Then we had Volskaya, uh, where both teams only captured the first point. Then we went to Nepal again. And then take high on Nepal, and then they, of course they just the, couldn't be on Nepal. Can I wait? Can I? Can I? Can I they just couldn't the win on Nepal. That's that's like the the summary of it. They couldn't win on on King of the Hill because yeah, they lost to Power next and lost to exactly. oh, yeah. so, so wait, it was I'm, zero I'm to hundred like now. every time. Yeah, go ahead. This Fine. is relevant. So after that happens, right? The next day, I meet Scott Mercer, and like if people don't know who Scott Mercer is, he's like one of design. the devs, like the designers. He made like Mountain high Core. up on the what? He made Molten Core with Jeff Kaplan in like a week. Yeah, so he's like he's like a big deal over there, and like so the the night or I'm talking to him about IEM because I didn't really watch. He's like, oh yeah, I was up watching it, blah blah blah, and then he says, I don't really agree with the like I don't really like the fact that we go to tiebreaker on a separate map for matches and stuff. And I was like, you know, it could be worse. Like it could just be coin flip. And I like laugh. Right? <laughs> and he laughs, and then later that night we go to dinner with him. And he tells us that he was the one who designed or like came up with coin flip. And I just suddenly like I'm at like a blizzard dinner with him. Embarrassed. I like facepalm so hard, man. Like you have no idea. It was like, yeah, it was like the it was like, I mean, he obviously enjoyed the joke the first time, but I didn't realize the fact that I was like actually knocking it at him. And yeah, I just wanted to get that out there because I was like, I was like dying. I was like, oh my, what did I just say? Uh Scott's cool. Well to be honest, the whole 
like there's a big argument with um like for instance Counter Strike. You go fifteen fifty, you tie the map. What do you do? You play out more rounds on the map. You play out you know yeah, MR six or sure. MR three or whatever MR six. Um, but in Overwatch, it's like, all right, so you go to another map, which is a different game mode, most likely two thirds chance that is a different game mode. And then you play like three rounds, or in this case, one round. One round, so, which is even worse. I, I, which I honestly, I did not like. I did not like that control was best of three instead of five, and then tiebreak was best of one instead of best of three, because yeah. of how snowball a control point map can be. This give you really much time to adapt. Also, yeah, I like, um, the, I like the way that we did it at MLG, which was yep. you just tie, and then the la- if, it goes, if it's tied at the end, you just go to a last mat, king of the hill. But even that was best of three, which I mean, that's still that, that, fair. that's still awkward. It, it's still it, it's weird still though awkward. because it still favors the team that's better at King of the Hill. Like they will always have well, an no, advantage no, in some way, if you think about I it. I mean, like, it's awkward because you basically nullified the first map. So because we had this problem at Atlantic Showdown where ties counted as one point for each team. Mm-hmm. It's like all right, you play one map and it's zero zero, and then you're like, all right, we're into the second map. But the score says zero zero. But keep in mind, guys, we're still on the second map. The first map was played. They, well, I mean, I don't yeah. like the whole delay in the tiebreaker to be the end. I actually want to have like an opening and a close to a story of a, of a map. But it should stay like on the map itself because the maps are different game modes. And in, in you know they have no. Their, I mean, it's game like, you don't want to you don't want to like replay shitty. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it, replaying it isn't the best alternative either, but. I, I feel like. <laughs> <Hey, it, pack. laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, you need like an sure. elegant way to make to like make the fact that scene or phase beat fanatic. What was it? Three to two across six maps. Like that sounds weird, right? But I don't know how you fix that again. Like, because just because of the way the maps work. Like they're, I think they're I mean, trying there to find a more elegant there should way be some to kind make of abbreviated, not happen. I mean, there could be just an abbreviated version of. You know, whether it's a you know payload map or a hybrid map, whatever, just just do some kind of abbreviated version of the first point or objective. You could still do that without playing the entire map every single time. Um, I mean, there's obviously going to be some cases, yeah, where it plays out pretty long, but give them a minute, give them two minutes each, or something like that, and just have that's them. Play. The, that's the problem, though, is that it's, with Overwatch, like, I, I don't know if you, you look at CS and like when you have an overtime, which is like MR three or MR five, so you yeah. play ideally six or ten extra rounds. You could lose one round because of a slight mistake, but still come back and win. But I feel like in Overwatch, if you make a slight mistake when you have two minutes instead of the normal four attacking on like a, a, a hybrid map, then you lose the map off of that. Yeah, you, like you I, lose, I like, even you don't lose yeah. a round, you lose the map. Which like I don't like the tiebreaker like shit in Overwatch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like when when it goes to King's Row, there was like a fight or something. There was like a map. I forget which teams it was. It was like King's Row. One team had a minute thirty. One team had a minute. And you mess up your first push, you lose if you're the team with a minute. And then you're like, if you have that minute 30, that's actually like one more push the enemy team didn't have. And like that one more push is actually enough to get ults just because of the way the game timing works. Like it's not even really an overtime because it doesn't seem fair because it goes back. I mean, it's pretty much stopwatch at that point. But then like you start getting, you start wondering like the stall comps start happening. And I think that they're trying to get away from that too. Like they don't like the fact that you can just like cycle spawn tracers and maze and shit out of spawn. Like that's on their agenda to fix. But again, like you're right. Like there's just so many weird problems like that that make the tiebreaker situations just seem really awkward. I don't mind. I don't actually don't mind the spawns right now. I I, you know, I feel like the overtime just the timer increasing. You know, as, as it goes longer and longer, has been pretty effective. 
Um, I mean, we always have some epic moments and they used to last forever, right? Just like literally coming back, coming back. And, and that was like really annoying. But, but you know, it's, not, it's not just overtime. It's like there was a match between FaZe. I don't know if it was FaZe. Who was it? There was, and it was Fnatic and somebody and they steamrolled the shit out of uh, Gibraltar. Like smashed them to the last point. Mm-hmm. And like... I think there was like five or four minutes left when they get to the last point, and then suddenly like cycle spawns come out, and they like burn three minutes just trying to kill these people, and they wind up losing. And like that just seems like, or it just feels so bad to watch because like it doesn't feel competitive in that sense because you're literally just like throwing bodies at the cart, eventually getting ults, and then you'll win because you get ults. Yeah, but like they're from like a competitive standpoint or from like a team based standpoint, it just like doesn't feel good. Yeah. So, it, well, anyways, the, the, you know, it's just the, it's just something that's been going on. I mean, it's, it's been this way for a long time now, so we still haven't figured it out. It just seemed a little bit worse that I am, particularly in that Lunatic High uh, Misfits match, because they literally lost the same map over and over, and they would lose, like, convincingly. It was, like, zero to 100, uh, like, four out of five times or something like that I mean, on the ball. It was, so, at the it was same just bad. Time, was... At the same time, you can argue, like, the better team should be the team that's better overall, not better on one mode. And then sure. they got lucky with the maps, right? Like if you're sure. Lunatic or say, say you're Lunatic and you're like only good on control. And then you get two control maps in your best of three. It's like, all right, you won the series. You shouldn't have the better team win off of the boat. Like uh, misfits didn't practice control often. So it's technically their fault, but at the same time, it just feels well, kind of the better team did win. Don't get me wrong. Game mode. Yeah. yeah. They definitely did yeah. win. And if they are, they're tying on the other modes, then yeah, the, the team that's better on, the third mode or overall the, yeah should be yeah. The, the the team that advances anyways it's just it just looks so bad it was just like okay they're two two it's like Not epic and that's epic and then it's all of a sudden oh they just held the point like 100 <laughs> percent like to zero yeah and that, that felt a little bad how about the other series how was lw red and uh, yeah. rogue uh well before we get to i want to do lw yeah. red versus kong two panthera oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Kong okay. panthera. sure um, because Bishop wasn't there. Um, he was having some family issues and he's like the caller for the team. Uh, radio had to step in and they just looked okay. Flames leaving. Thanks. Flame. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got scared away with my talking about my, uh, I am no, um, it was just kind of lame that they didn't get to play at full power because they had a different roster because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, LW would run that one. It got to see, we got to see Sabi Olby, um, play mm-hmm. out of his skin. Like this man on tracer is, uh, you, you talk about Soon playing Tracer. He's he's basically a Korean Soon. He's insanely good yeah. at Tracer. Um, they had Rogue vs. LW Red and Rogue uh, were able to take a map off them, which was good to see. They're able to win uh, Lijong Tower. So they won the control. They won the more skirmishy battles, which I kind of expected out of them just because of like what they've been playing with their heroes. But they also threw out some really weird comps. Um, so going into the tournament, they were saying that they're really bad at playing the standard tank kind of meta. So what they did was they played a style that they thought they could win with and that they only practiced for a couple days, which was, let's see, wins on Zarya. And then they also had him playing Tracer and also Soldier. So <laughs> wow. they, they switched like their main Zarya player who doesn't play Diva that often over to like a DPS kind of role. And they ran triple DPS over and over again. Yeah. Um, didn't really work out on points that weren't control because, yeah, you kind of need like a solid lineup for that one. Uh, so they ended up losing that one. LW Red won 3-1. Lutzig Hyatt Earth A of Blue. That started off with the most disappointing series I've ever seen, or <laughs> AF Blue on Gibraltar. Like this is this is how simple it is, and like and Flame's just gonna facepalm. So if you're defending, if you're attacking Gibraltar Flame, and they have a soldier on high ground, and you don't have a diva, 
What is the attacking team doing wrong besides not having a diva? They had no one who physically could get up, get up there and take him away from that position. Just having a field and he was, day up Eska there. just stomped him. Just, I mean, stomped uh, it was aim him. practice. Yeah, it I mean, seriously aim practice. It's actually crazy. I mean, I, I always have this conversation with people about like just how, I don't want to say bad, but like how undisciplined teams are sometimes. Like that same thing happened in MLG. It was C9 versus NRG. <laughs> yep. And yep. Surefour is literally sitting up there. And energy is running Pharaoh for the entire four minutes and you just get full help. Yeah. Like, what in God's name did you think was going to happen? It was like... Exactly. It's, I mean, I don't know. What's it? What was it? Who was the second team? It was Lunatic High and... A- AF Blue. Blue. Yeah, so AFB <laughs> has, like, a long history of that map. Remember, like, you remember how they won or how they got into the finals of Apex? Did you watch that match? It was, like, them versus BK yeah. Stars? Didn't have it. Didn't have it. Yeah, so, apparent, so, like, what happens on that match, it was even worse. It was... They get full held, right? Um, or they full held BK Stars on the first point, and then they're pushing, and the card has to like get to the top of the ramp. And <laughs> so what happens is like there's like a May, a Reinhardt, a Zarya, and like a Diva or something on defense with like a 76. I don't remember, but maybe there wasn't a 76. But like they're all their whole job is just to get on the cart. And AFB just runs this Hanzo, and this Hanzo literally does nothing. Like, I could not stress to you. It took him, like, four minutes to, like, three arrows. It was insane. But what <laughs> happens is they have this Hanzo that's just missing everything, and he climbs up onto the high ground, and suddenly, like, he falls. And the Mei, the Diva, and the Reinhardt all go chase him, and the card just back caps while they're chasing this useless Hanzo. And there's, there's like, one, like, support it was like player the worst or, or whoever it was skill. just behind the payload, just hiding behind There's him, just, like, Genji crouch-walking behind <laughs> the <laughs> payload, and that that they, like, coined oh, the term zoning Hanzo. Like, they're just <laughs> not good at Gibraltar. It's crazy. <laughs> zoning Hanzo. That's awesome. Uh, but well, yeah, at so, least the anyways. series started off really one-sided, and I was like, "All right, this is going to be a quick three-off for Takai." But then went to Ilios, where AFL was able to win. Um, they switched oh, things yeah, up. They started right. playing a little bit more comfortable. Hanamura, which ended up going into, I believe it was a tie. If I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to see the results here. Actually, no, it was Takai that won that one. Uh, then went to Hollywood, where neither of them capped the first point, which was really odd. To that play, a lot of both teams wow. not capping the first point, but they didn't use like the Symmetra-Torbjorn oh, combo that they did yeah. in MLG. So it was like happened, super weird. Yeah, that happened to Fnatic and Envy at MLG. Like Fnatic, Envy gets full held, and they're like, "All right, Envy is pounding," and then Envy gets full held. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's just a matter of watching that. Um, and then, no, but what's interesting man. though, yeah, <laughs> what's interesting though is that we had uh, AF Blue on defense play Symmetra. They put a teleporter down to the shield generator, though. In that situation, it was kind of like. They lost three people and needed to bring them back right away. So they had to quickly choose between the two ultimates. Oh, wow. But on attack, what AF Blue did was they ran a Zen and a Reaper. And they all they did was because Lunatic High were holding high ground. And by the way, they're running single support, which is something we saw them do quite a few times over the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, was get on the point, force them to come down right into a Reaper who's in close proximity of you, doesn't have to actually get to you anymore. And then had a Discord Orb and just like were able to punish them really, uh, really heavily. Hmm, they didn't have cool. a point in the end. But they kept trying this whole Reaper comp uh, and trying to make it work. And it, it worked out on other maps, but just didn't work out that well there. Did we see any four tanks? Um, Were there any four tank games there? Yeah. There was, um, like, right? I, I can't remember which series it was, though. There was... Um... I think... Oh, was it was it Lunatic High? Because Lunatic High had three, ta- three tanks, DPS, two supports. No, was, sorry. Yeah. yeah, they had four tanks, four tanks, one DPS, and a support. Yeah, yeah so Lunatic High was doing that. Um, 
it worked out in the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. they yeah, got to the finals, does. right? But when LW Red's like, all right, well, fuck your quad tanks. We're going to run like a really aggressive <laughs> Tracer right. Genji Diva Winston at you. Um, and, and as in Yada to Discord a target and they're, and Sabiobi and Nanahana together were really, really focusing targets perfectly. You're not really going to do much with that quad tank setup in that situation, especially when you hit you this kill point. Anna, it's over. It's like right? critical mass point. Yeah, you, you hit this critical mass point as that comp as well, where you get ultimates online, the post bomb, um, and the dragon blade, yeah. even the nano boost in there, and you just can't stop it. Like you're just not going to prevent them from killing a couple people and eventually snowballing a map against you. So Luntikai just didn't really adapt too often. But LW Red, like, I don't know if you guys saw the winning ceremony. Nana Hana, like when they I won, this dude was bawling his eyes out. His rest of his team was cheering, excited, and he like little tears coming down his face because he was so happy. And after cool. um, having wrist problems, not being able to play for a whole month because his wrist was having really bad problems. Uh, and having the team, if they didn't win this tournament, it would have disbanded LW Red um, and LW, if I'm not mistaken, if they didn't win. To have that, like, all of a sudden, like, yes, we won the tournament. We finally were able to, you know, win a land. It was Nanahana's first physical land he was actually at. It meant a whole lot to them. It was really cool. A really good interview if you want to go back and see that. But his soldier, like, he was flexing between, like, soldier and Genji. But, like, it, I think it was even McCree in there. But it's not easy to, to flex between, like, projectile and hit scan and plate to level he was doing. Ah, oh, no, that's definitely... How much was the prize pool for that, too? Like, was, was it 100K? 100K? It was 100K, okay. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, it's always great to see the, you know, uh, when the players show emotion and how much it means and when it means that much, when it means your team surviving or not, I mean, that sometimes that's, that's what can push you to the next level too, you know, it's to play. Um, I mean, LW Red overall, how do you think they measured up? Like, I, uh, that's the thing. It's like, hard it's to not, tell, it's right? It's not even it's LW like, Red because yeah. it, it was LW blue. blue. Red. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was blue. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I think they performed really well. I honestly, I like to see that they didn't play the stand. They showed they can play the standard style, but they didn't have to. Yeah. Um. That's what we saw to like Dreamhack with Misfits, and that's where I really like to value a team is to see the meta and not necessarily feel like you have to play it because you know you could play something else. Mm-hmm. Um. What kind of sucks for them though is that then now you have LW Red playing in Super Week to qualify for Apex Season Two. Um. So like Awesome Guy and Biome and all of them are back together in Pine, uh, playing on that one. I don't know if they're going to qualify. Actually, I don't know if the results have even happened so far. And then Luna Kai, apparently two people are looking for two new people. Yeah. They, because I the military service. Shake up there. Yeah, shake up there too. So, uh, well, I, the thing is, like, so we were told this by someone from OGN that after APAC and, like, during APEX, Elite Asian, like the Roadhog player for the team now, he was under a lot of criticism, a lot of scrutiny from people and from the organization. And the organization wanted them to kick him off the team. Like, one of the players to kick him off the team. But the team's like, no, we're not going to do that. We've been together for four years playing multiple games. We don't want to kick him off. We want to give him give him a chance. I don't know if he's still going to be on the team in the next few weeks now, actually. Um, yeah, me and Monty were even having team. a conversation over dinner about how they should cut him. <laughs> yeah, like he, he was not actually playing that well. I remember Route 66, he missed, like, four hooks in a row, <laughs> then dropped off big Earls yeah. on defense and died immediately, then... Oh, the just kept pushing. I mean, when they lost, I, mean, to Rogue, I can't judge him because like, he's better than me. But no, I mean, when he was playing against Rogue in Apex, he like that was he was the player that got far, that TV got dumpster. Like TV was playing that far on King's Row, and that was him. That was the McCree that like just couldn't hit him. Right, right, right. Because yeah, Eska was playing May and had ultimate. I remember. Yeah, that. so like, um, he's definitely yeah, and his Genji. 
is Genji on Volskaya against Rogue. Manatin hooked him almost every single time and killed him. <laughs> oh, man. And Manatin actually, Manatin was insane. Like, it's sad we got to see Rogue in one series, but Manatin played very well. But yeah, yeah. like Gutakai, maybe there's a shakeup in their camp and AFLU. I wanted to see potentially Arhan. Arhan and Eska. Oh, they should be a spicy combo. Yeah, we were timing out. We had that conversation too about how like they should have just taken their World Cup team and made it a real team. Yeah, it would have been a lot better. It would be better. That'd be pretty sick to have that. Because Arhan just oh really better God. than Leitajian, so like, and it opens up a lot more for Eska. Arhan would. I yeah, feel like Arhan's just Eska. on his island right now. Yeah, he'd be so much better on a different team. It'd be great. There's to a lot of people who play with wireless mice. At what? <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's a lot of people. Even even at BlizzCon. I mean, there's there were, latency, um, right? Esco's playing wireless mouse. No. no. Maybe they're all cheaters. No, that's because, a new, the new Logitech G305. Okay. That's the new cheat. You, you, get, a, you, you get a phone funny. driver with Bluetooth, and you start injecting hacks wirelessly into your mouse. Yeah, that's that's another thing too. Yeah, no, that's that's kidding. a big. I don't know if that's a thing. No, I think cool. I think some people have talked about. I mean, maybe it was just <laughs> just over speculating, but I have heard of things like that. Um, all right, well, why don't we, uh, we're definitely going a little bit longer than I expected. Why don't we get some questions in before we uh, take off here? I, I do want to. I saw okay. a question in chat about oh. Tracer. Wait, wait, and wait. Let me give recall. a shout out to the iTunes people first. <laughs> so if you guys uh, do listen to podcasts on your on iTunes or on your iPhone, iPad, whatnot, um, the overview is available on iTunes and you can find it by typing in Overwatch and, you know, finding us, you know, listed there. Uh, to help out with, you know, ranking or whatnot, you know, definitely leaving a nice review, a five star review helps out the show and, and you know where it's ranked whenever you're searching for overwatch so i do want to give a shout out to utah jeff for leaving a great message for us in a five-star review uh, and if you guys like the show i encourage you guys to do it too It'd be awesome okay question we're skipping uh we're skipping jason's question <laughs> because it's not very nice oh my gosh you don't want to hear that question but we, we do have a couple like on email and um if we have some time we'll, we'll take maybe one or two from twitch here all right josh bozek uh asks earlier this week hey guys i was thinking of a potential solution to the competitive map pick ban problem I, you know we kind of talked about it last episode um and it says, I was wondering the viability of Blizzard mandating a map of the day, which forces each series to start with a Blizzard-approved map and either having a loser choose the next map or ban or pick ban afterwards. This may hit a balance between the need for Ilios to be played while still giving the pros a limited map pool to practice with only needing to add the map of the day to their practice regimen. Uh, so, I, you know, this come this stems from the map discussion last week, right? The big topic was was that neither event was going to allow for a map draft, you know. So, you know, on the show we were talking about having, um, you know, a smaller map pool or like whether we should always have, you know, every map that's made for Overwatch like in the pool, and um, you know, how would we, how would teams be able to prepare, I guess, adequately for. Uh, you know, just whatever map pool that's that's used. So I think he's just, you know, saying that what, what if there's like a single map, I guess, for the event or the day that you have to play? I think I mean, we I had that at APAC. I'm trying to remember. I think we had it at APAC. Where we like did, the first but map the reason why it works, I mean, it works, but it doesn't change anything. Like, still the, the same problem, problem is, right? Like, I mean, the problem is the banning. Like, the map pool has to be set. I mean, I had the conversation with like people from Blizzard and even just not Blizzard about it. And like, I mean, I, even the players that I had a conversation with and I don't even think the problem so much is the fact that the map pool exists or like, it was just the fact that it, they didn't have time for it. Like 
getting sprung the rules the last day was the worst part more than anything. Like if you're told months I ahead that you have to play have. King's Row at MLG, then if you're bad at King's Row at MLG, like you have nothing to complain about because you knew that you should have gotten better at King's Row, you know? So as far as Blizzard mandating map pools, I don't even know how big of a problem it is. I think the biggest problem is just doing it poorly timed. Like, so I talked to Scott or whatever, and he said that like he didn't know that NGE was like on set map and they like asked him like, yo, you have to make a map rotation for like tomorrow. And he was like, this is crazy. So I think like the general consensus of Blizzard was more or less the like, that was a big issue and like it wasn't properly conveyed to the players and like the players definitely had a right to complain about that. But as far as like solving the map draft, like you don't need to solve it. If I think people know, so, yeah. like if you knew that you had to play so much Ilios, like teams would have just started screaming the shit out of Ilios as opposed to like I don't, having a day see, or two. I don't know if I agree, like not in a bad way, but <clears throat> I, I look at like counter-strike where you have, different game modes technically you have like bomb defusal of hostage rescue like the vip stuff but the game's only played on bomb defusal and then within those bomb defusal maps you only have like eight or nine of them that are actually played at tournaments and at majors and stuff having a map a set map pool or set like predetermined maps for each series i kind of hate that because i want to see maps go towards identities of teams like you look at like nip um if i were to think of like an nip or, or complexity if i were to think of like their best map it's going to be Watchpoint Gibraltar. And I want to have these identities for these individual teams. So forcing like a team who like their worst map could say be King's Row. And because they had to play King's Row first, they couldn't get to the third map of the series, which is like their best map is kind of shitty for me. Like, I don't know. I mean, Obviously, I, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't, my problem too, is that like you have like, it's uh, back to your mode thing. I, I don't know that even payload will be like, I hope, I don't know if I hope, but I would expect in like, I don't know, four years, there's like some other game modes that aren't payload or like more advanced versions <laughs> there of better payload. better be more Well, so like, that's what I mean. It's like you, oh I think gosh. that like competitive will eventually shift. And like, I know that they want to make changes to 2CP and maybe 2CP will be really good if they make some crazy changes or like they make a third point on each map or something sick like that. Like there's definitely ways to go about what you're saying though too. I mean, I would prefer it. You're right. Like, I'd rather them be like, okay. I mean, my idea was like, okay, you have a best of three. Here's five maps or six maps, right? And like, one map is like your tiebreaker. So that one just doesn't get touched. Like, Li Zhang, Nepal. Like, you, maybe like the entire tournament, the tiebreaker is always Li Zhang. And then you say, now you have five maps in the best of three. Each team just like removes one. And then like play that way. Because I, I understand. I think one of Blizzard's things is like, they don't want like teams just playing fucking Hollywood and King's Row every single map. Well, so, that, that's the thing. We have some esports that that's pretty much what it. Look at League of Legends. That's exactly what happened. That, that was that was Gamescom. Yeah, that was Gamescom. I know. Like that's, so, that's, so let's look at it from that. Standpoint. Let's look at League of Legends, right? We've been playing our Summers. I mean, Summers Rift. There's, there's like one map forever now, and it's just about who's most skilled on that map. And like the map really plays no difference. Where you have like Heroes of the Storm, where the maps do play a big role. You know, there's like literally different objectives on each one, and and you you can influence just uh, the pushes and and who wins um, based on the map. So I mean, it can be it's good in both ways. And I think Jason, like you're getting a little bit closer to that that like the first one where there's just not much change. And the question is really like, how do we want to measure? you know, how good an Overwatch team is. Do we want to measure it just literally based on expertise on, you know, very, very few maps and just literally mechanical expertise or just, you know, strategic, you know, just variances on those those known maps? Or do we want to see them in 
more of an adaptive type of environment. And for me, I don't know, actually, I don't know the answer personally. Like I actually like both models. Uh, and I think both have like merits too. being able to adapt to a new map and figure out what the, you know, great comp is immediately or whatnot is, is a skill. It's a definite skill that I think should be, you know, rewarded too. But, um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Which is better? I mean, I I think a Call of Duty. Yeah. I mean, you have to look at it from both ways, but yeah, finish. Sorry. Like I I think I've called, I've always looked at this like Call of Duty where you have like Hardpoint, which is like one game mode that you have like capture fly, which is another game mode. Then you have uplink, which is another game mode. Like I ideally would like predetermined if, if anything game modes, like you have to play one hybrid, you have to play one control, you have to play one CP in a series and let them choose the maps or something like that, or give them a a pool of like, the problem is if you, if you take maps out of the, out of a pool, like as in, oh, we're never going to play CP or you're not going to play Hanamura or Little Sky or whatever. It's too one-sided. Then you're basically saying that Blizzard fucked up, right? Blizzard's admitting to the community that they fucked up, like the map's not balanced and they have to like admit a mistake and go back and fix it. So like... Or just don't put it in the rotation. Like, that's fine. There's, yeah, but that's that's the same thing. They're saying we 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 have a bad map. Like they're acknowledging... Or it's a, it's a good map for casual. Game. You know what I mean? Like... All these maps don't have to be just for competitive. They, like it, it would open up the right, ability to make right. like different maps, right? Um, so Blizzard would have to decide: like, do we want payload or hybrid or control to be like the main game mode in like a, a thing, or do we want to give like like Flame is saying like like eight maps for this best of three, and they get to pick bands. So like Blizzard still controls the maps that are going to be played, but then the players get to actually put or create some identity out of it saying uh, we're a team that doesn't like this map or if there's like yeah. two bad maps for them then the other team can force them to play a map they're not good on so be prepared and practice i don't know there's, there's a lot of different ways i think blizzard just need to make the decision and i think they've been using these opportunities as a way to figure that out because we've had different ways of determining maps throughout different events yeah yeah i mean yeah. i think overall what i'd like to see once the league does start is that basically each season i'm assuming a season's like a year long or close to a year long um, just have this map pool, you know, whether it's seven maps, eight maps, whatever it is, just have that map, map pool, play that for the entire year. But then the next year, I mean, it's fair game to have like seven completely new maps the next year. And then just have, you know, maybe the meta just recycle in a way like that, you know, because of these maps too. I mean, that'd be kind of cool to see something fresh, but if they could, you know, maybe have that type of, um, you know, just that type of variety or, or at least influx of new maps, then that would be great. Um, but having it just like piece by piece, like one map at a time, that's like, it's so much harder because it just keeps introducing like the, this discussion. We're gonna have this discussion like nonstop every time a new map comes out. And it's like, oh, um, but anyways, let, let's move on to the next question. <laughs> the next well, question. No, 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 let, let, uh, let okay. Oh yeah, flame. sorry. sorry well, I, I mean, I guess my thing was like, I see the game, like it has MOBA mechanics and it has yeah. like CS mechanics, but like the CS mechanics, I think get lost in the MOBA mechanics. So, like, I mean, I don't want to compare it to Tears of the Storm, but if you compare it to, like, TF2, it's, like, nobody played Payload, but people did play uh, Control maps in TF2. And, like, even King of the Hill, like, they played all three modes. And some teams were really good at King of the Hill, and, like, if you got them that week or whatever, because the way ESA worked was, like, you played two maps or one map a week. So if, like, you had the – if you were, like, a – third place team not normally third place team but you played the first place team on king of the hill that week like you might upset them because they would win like their seven weeks of whatever like normal five cp so like 
Mm-hmm. For Overwatch, I don't think that it matters so much what the game modes are. Like, I think teams should definitely be able to win King of the Hill and Payload, even though like Payload is obviously more dominant just in terms of count. But I would never want like a situation where teams are playing like Ilios, Lijang, Hanamura as the or not like Ilios, Lijang, Nepal as their best of three, which has happened before oh, actually God. in like tournaments. Ew. So. Like I agree, I definitely see Blizzard's value in limiting selection in that regard because I agree it's kind of silly if teams are just playing King of the Hill like from a spectator point of view, and like whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's more or less what I'm trying to say is that like I value Blizzard's need or drive to want to limit what the players are able to play, but I definitely don't like the idea of a team never seeing their best map, like maybe C9 or maybe FaZe beats Fnatic if it went to Dorado instead of Gibraltar or something, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not making those. I'm not like, that's just, I think they even played both those maps. But the point being that like, you don't want a team to win because of the maps, but if you have ample strategy time, like, you know, that like first round you're playing Kings row, whatever, or like, you know, that Kings rows in the pool or one maps out, like at least it makes your practice more valuable. I don't know. There's like definitely a bunch of ways to look at it. I don't think they're ever going to be like a perfect one that makes everyone happy, but you would hope by the time that like the league, I think everything's just like testing for the league at this point. It's like, what did this work? Did that work? We should try this next time. I'm sure the next time I have like some crazy rule that no one really saw coming and like some monkey wrench that nobody's happy with, but maybe it's just like a test for the league. Cause I mean, I don't think these problems will exist for the league. Yeah. That's what I, what that was really interesting about CS, like North American teams, like back when I was cast, it never played Mirage ever. They, they hated that map. So whenever they would go into a series and have vetoes, v- Mirage would always be like the first map vetoed away by them because they knew they didn't practice it. And they didn't have to practice it because they knew they had the ability to veto out that map. Um, so then they had to be good at other maps, right? Because obviously if you always veto that map, that means there's always a map that's going to be thrown at you that you have to play. I don't know. I mean, we'll see, I guess, where it goes. I'm interested to see like it tried and tested. That's why I tweeted out I don't really care that there's predetermined maps that much, you know, for these two events because it gives Blizzard a chance to test things out. Yeah. And people always complain, oh, they had StarCraft to test all this, but no. StarCraft was never their baby like Overwatch is. And well, Overwatch is such a different game for them, too. And I think another thing is you have to really know the teams to make the map drafts interesting. And right. So, like, one thing, this is like, a, I'm going to probably wind up going off tangent, but like, you look at CS, right? You have people like, What's his name? Richard Lewis. You have Thorin. You have Anders and Semler. You have all those people that just literally like NA, like CS is NA, like NEU, right? There's not like a Korean scene. There's no like, you know, like there's no Chinese scene. It's just those top teams. And that's all you have to know. Like your time zone's always set. And for map drafts, right? Like I could talk about any map drafts at MLG. Like, oh, I understand why NRG wants to play on Gibraltar, why they don't want to play on Hollywood. I understand why C9 is good at Hollywood. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, from a talent perspective, if I can't say that, then it's really shitty, right? Because then, like, suddenly you're like, why do these teams ban this map? And, like, maybe they don't want to show the map drafts on stream because nobody can talk to it. And, like, I don't want to, like, I'm not, this isn't like calling anybody out, but, like, Monty and Doer in Korea all the time. So, like, if they come to MLG and they're not 100% on top, like, could they really do a map draft? And if I went to Korea or something, I know what you and mean. I'd never watched Korean Overwatch, like, could I talk about Korean map drafts? So like it creates like this weird thing where like I think it's well, I think it'll, it'll th- eventually be understandable. Like, but I think that there's a also another drive factor there that like the drafts are boring to some people. And I think that that's like one of the things that kind of influences that is that there's not a lot of people that can really talk to it. Well, I think it, it being boring to people is really 
the caster's responsibility to not make it boring to people. And to your point, not being, you know, just naturally um, informed about the thing is, is just something that casters are used to at this point. I mean, casters, they go and do research before they work an event. Monty and Doa definitely, you know, and Jason here will definitely do, you know, a good amount of research before going into it. And if you know a map draft is like a big point of the production and, I mean, you know, it's something I mean, that you might not point, be... Though, like- like research isn't going to tell you like that shadow burns are really like, like it's, it's going to be like, okay, this team won this map, this team won that map. But if I can't sit there and tell you that Seagull like switching from Farrah to Genji on point two of Dorado, and then it's good against C9's triple hit scan, whatever. Like if you can't like research, the research isn't going to do that much. I don't think like in a gram, like you have to be well, so on top of it, but okay, so- I, like, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. It's just like, there's only so many people that can do that. Like Monty and Doe are probably like one of the few people that, are capable of like that level right now. Well, when winter, okay, so let's just say they're doing map drafts, right? A lot of the map drafts are done at the desk. Like, I mean, they're, it's being casted by the desk a lot of times yeah. because the analysts are there, right? So, you know, you'd be there or, you know, who, just, obviously, Monty and Doe would be there. Jason could be there. And any any of you guys could be there. You know, Uber could be there. I mean, you guys will, there, there's definitely going to be plenty of folks that do know these, these little intricacies of the players. Yeah, but currently... I mean, like at the same event, there's a handful, all, like, maybe a, like, yeah, less than a handful of people probably can do it right now, but eventually that will become standard. Oh, for sure. hundred yeah. percent. But yeah. I, like I was more or less saying that like right now, I don't really think that like, I don't, I wouldn't have expected like some people to like, it's, it's really hard to bounce between regions and it's really hard to like keep up with NA. You're like, who could, like you would, if you, unless you were watching NGE last week, you wouldn't have expected Milo and Numlock to have switched roles. You know, yeah. you could look it up, but you wouldn't know how effective it was. You couldn't talk to why that happened. And, like, there's a lot of really, really yeah. – I mean, Monty and Doe are, like, they're outliers, right? Because they're, like, super good at knowing everything. But as far as, like, bringing in new people or whoever, like, it's, well, they spend it's time. really, it's really a, hard. It's a standard. Yeah. You know, like, they yeah, watch I mean, a lot of Vox, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. I mean, for, I mean, it's, like, natural so, for them. I just think, like, yeah. if I went to Korea, I'd be, like, so confused as to why Lunatic High want like – you know what I mean? Like, it depends on the timing. It depends on the prep, how much time you have to prep. Like, yep. it's it's not as yeah. simple as I think as, like, I mean, I'm not saying that what the CS do is simple, but I think CS is a lot more centralized and, like, the way E-League is run, like, everyone's been there for so long. Like, the teams are set in stone. Everything kind of flows. Yeah. I don't know. I know what you mean. A big yeah. problem with, like, the whole veto thing that we're that we're talking about is that it's not sexy. And that's like one of the reasons why we didn't see like Gamescom is like it's bo- it's it's going to be boring. Like inherently, it's always going to be boring. It's something that people don't want to watch, even if you have all this great information on it. People don't want to see an analysis desk break down the maps. They want to see the game, right? So, I think somehow making that segment quick but informative enough, which is what the desk yep, is there for, would like help bypass that. It's it's that's like a whole other can of worms for that for that whole section. Yeah. I mean, I agree too. I mean, I think if, if you can make it like something that, that is entertaining or worthwhile, then, you know, it should absolutely be there. But if you can't, that's fine. It's completely fine if the map draft happens off, you know, off air and we just show, okay, these are the maps that they chose and they, they drafted and, and that's, that's good. Let's just start the games, right? Okay, let's go on to the next question. This, this is probably going to be the last question since we've, we're uh, running out of time here. But Andrew Gibbons asks, uh, he's got a couple questions. Question one, people seem to not like the current tank uh, uh, tank on a meta. Which of the previous metas do you think was the best? Yeah, so 
out of all the metas we've seen in Overwatch, what was the most, I guess, healthy, in your opinion? <laughs> is, oh, there such thing, I, is there such thing as a healthy double meta? Double Sense, the Metra, Double Genji, and or Genji Tracer. <laughs> double, double Winston. Lucio. Remember double the Double Reaper, Reaper Double Winston, Double Zen on the oh, cart strat? That was the thing. Holy crap. You would just sit on the cart, and if anyone ever came to contest, you drop two Winston bubbles, and then two yep. Reapers just shot at you from the cart, and there was only <laughs> you could do. See, I liked the very first, like, pretty much the very first meta we saw back in closed beta. Um, of like was... having fair mercy in there. Oh, it was like fair mercy versus McCree's sniper. What am I here? Pharmacy. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that was before. Yeah. That was like with hero stacking allowed in the game. It's just people didn't do it. Yeah, we had we had consciences and respect for each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like an honor system. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it was. It was repeats, like, guys. There was a, there was a point where Clockwork like he would never like we'd be like Clockwork. We need a Winston. He just wouldn't do it. It's like, like come on, Clockwork. Six Winstons, baby. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I think the meta, though, it's... I don't think the meta is boring. It's the unwillingness of teams to try to break the yeah. meta. Is yeah. I don't think that's even... Yeah, I think it's a mixture of that and, like, the patches just being really weirdly timed. Like, the past, like, four that patches, is I think, very been, like, true. the worst fucking time. Like, you saw throughout MLG that, like, you could beat the four tanks mm-hmm. with... Right the genji but at the same time did Fnatic really play the four tanks that well like i don't know and then like nrg or envy played one healer and there's obviously ways to beat that but who the hell plays one healer in scrims like the meta needs more time and it, that might be, go back to the maps like one healer is not going to work on king's row but it'll work on hollywood dorado but maybe you or hollywood numbani but you don't play Numbani, like against the team that you're screaming against, like it's so hard to be good right now at this game. But, so. but all that, but all that matters is that the ability to, you know, counter meta with the current set of heroes is possible. And I mean, what I'm hearing is that you you think there is, you think there, you know, the the, the current meta can be countered. It's just people have it can be broken super hard. But again, yeah. like no, you're not going to see it. Like, I mean. I, it's hard to say things because I like they changed the alt percentage thing. And I had this conversation with Monty about like, they changed the 25%, but nobody notices the 25% right now because it's four tanks shooting four tanks. So like alts are always up anyway, because <laughs> right. there's so much health to get you all. So like, it's hard to know if this patch was actually like how good this patch would be. Actually, if you literally just removed Anna, like if Anna wasn't in the game, what this patch would look like, it would be a completely different game. And like, it's hard. Like even last patch, I think was really good. If you took out the like damage amp or something on nano boosts. Like I think last patch was the best one because hmm. teams started like figuring out Reaper and like the Reaper Anno is actually starting to go away. Yeah, and we did see a, a we did see a couple switches in the meta during that patch, like during that just whatever we went that patched until the next patch, right? And I mean that that's definitely a good sign that when you're when you're seeing the meta moving a, a bit you know, from event to event too. So you actually saw people trying to counter it. Actually, a couple more mid event. People, like the the whole Reaper thing came out mid event, right? So um, or the Beyblade, yeah, that was that was like so that was during um, Atlantic Showdown, right? Open. But there oh, were no tournaments yeah. between. No, that was E League. That was yeah. open. Yeah, that was so like that was midway through E League. Yeah, but during Overwatch Open, like before t- coming into Overwatch Open, there wasn't an oversaturation of events. I mean, like. I, 
like, I don't want to say this, but I, I honestly think that if MLG was next week, it would be completely different heroes and like completely different win conditions. Like just because of the patch, like people would have had more time. I think yeah, that the time the really, really mm-hmm. messed up this patch. And like, I don't know that the four tank meta is actually going to exist in two weeks. Okay. But people well, are looking I mean, forward to, but like okay. at the same time, like you do what works for now. And if you win, you win. But if you're playing against teams that just play into you and then you don't know how to beat the teams that don't play into you, then that's where it gets like, weird. It's just a matter of whether Blizzard needs to change something or not. And I don't think we're to that point where we've got enough data that they I mean, need to change. I mean, you're a fan of regardless, right? I don't know. I honestly... I, I, I mean, I would like to see Anna, but I, I can't say that, that it's premature to say that or not. You know, like, my, of course, something my gut tells me we should. I, um, it, something I said yeah. during I, um, that I feel like is very true is it's a lot easier to run the triple or quad tank setup because it's very forgiving. If you make a mistake, then it doesn't really punish you that much because you have so much HP. But all right, so teams will typically play that because yeah, they're like, yeah, all right, yeah. it's easy, it's easy, it's it's more forgiving. So why not play this comp and just try to get really good at it? Where then you have LW Red say, all right, you can play that. We're gonna play a comp that is a lot harder to play, but gives us way better results against your comp. Like we can beat your composition as long as we don't make yeah, a mistake. That's great. So. That's great. I feel like every meta, there's something like that where it's like the very standard of it and teams get complacent and like, all right, we'll just play this because everyone's playing it and we have a lot more information of how to play it and we can play it easier than trying to go for something a little bit crazy. Like the whole, what Misfits did, DreamHack, having Zebosai and Widowmaker and having like a really yeah, aggressive composition. Right. If your frontline sucks stick or Zebosai misses shots, all right, you're not going to win, which we saw that happen on Gibraltar. But then when you start hitting your shots and when you start playing the comp the way it's supposed to be played without making those mistakes then you snowball against whatever the team's doing, like in terms of the standard meta. So I think there's a lot of unwillingness out of teams to try to play something a little bit harder that can actually beat the current meta or can catch teams off guard. Well, I think the worst meta in any game is when um, an easily played, and we're talking relative again, we're not, I mean, obviously we're talking the highest level of, of Overwatch players, but when an easy meta to execute is the top meta, I think that's that's the worst um, state that a meta can be. Because you want... You want the the skill cap to be super high on, on certain meds because you want the superstars to shine. Like you want the those teams that have those those players that are just you know either a level above or maybe even just barely above like everybody else in the pro scene to really stand out. And if you actually have a very um, forgiving type of meta like you're you're talking about, Jason, that's a great point. You know that's that's one of the reasons why this meta isn't so great. It's it's hard to actually. You know, say that, oh, Shadowburn, you know, just like making incredible plays or, you know, Taimu or whoever it is, right? Um, and that's that's actually what makes an eSport great is is when you, those people can stand out. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, you have eSport, you have like these celebrities, you know, these player celebrities and, and their focal points of, of, of talks, focal points of teams and, and, and who they should focus on and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's where I think we, we should want to get to, you know, in, in terms of the meta. And right now... It's not there. It's the complete opposite. Uh, but that's not because of the game. Like, I still think the game is capable of doing it. It can get there faster if Anna got nerfed, I bet. But do we, you know, do they have to do that? Do they always have to, Blizzard sh- should Blizzard always have to do that? Um, instead of just the teams just changing their, their mentality of trying to push the limit. Like, we don't have enough teams just pushing. Like, like take you pride. To, you take pride in trying to break the, the meta, guys. Uh, you shouldn't you know? have to be the best Genji in the world to beat a like mediocre tank comp like right okay shouldn't be a thing and like to that point envious's comp where they run like the single healer 
is actually not that difficult to run like on Gibraltar on Numbani. You literally just like hide your Anna in the back and like all your teammates are just like full health all the time because you only use your nuke for heals and you only use your nuke for whatever. But like the concept of Anna removing Genji from the game, arguably like even Shadowburn was getting shit on by Kusta and like that's a hundred percent testament to Kusta. <laughs> yeah. But like the fact that a sleep dart, I don't know, like the concept of like, oh, I can't run Tracer because I have an Anna. I've, uh, Genji is a lot harder when they have Anna. Like all this stuff, like Anna just, I think, makes the four tanks possible. Anna makes the flankers feel really, really bad. Like the heroes puts out enough DPS to like win 1v1s with Soldier 76 and like McCree. Sure. Like it, it's like way too much, I think. I mean, yeah. I agree. Well, with, like I said, uh, it would accelerate it. It would accelerate it by a lot if we changed Anna. Um, it's just, I, I don't, mean, there's no, the there's no composition that's going to run over four tanks. So that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Last question from him is what are your impressions of the new map Oasis? Is there anything about it that might promote unique strategies? I still small. haven't, I still haven't played I haven't it that seen much. The map. I mean, it just feels like you haven't map. seen the map, Jason. This I didn't see it two weeks ago. What do you think is going to change from then to now? Uh, I don't have internet, man. I'm at an oh, event. This is like the next map that's going to come into the pool, man. So It's very crammed, and there's a lot yeah. of useless geometry is a thing, and that happens in a few of the maps. Like Volskaya, there's like a lot of just random terrain that will never get fought on, and I find that a little weird. It feels like a Quake map, though. It doesn't feel like an Overwatch map. They, Some they, of the stages. They use the is that their jump pads in it? There's, the jump pads is whatever. It's just that's like on a side game yeah, for one like point. Not, so, well, that's that. That goes to my question though: is do you think these new like gimmicks or things being added into the map can actually help change maybe the meta and or like change comps that are being played on those maps? Well, so like the high ground on that map, like what you gain from the jump pad is actually pretty minimal. It's just like positioning. Like you wind up like in the map at that point, but you get like an aerial mechanic it's like it doesn't feel like it's weird, not like though their sidelines aren't the greatest from up there that's the yeah it's not like that issue. good but yeah. um the point being like i'd rather that jump pad exist on hollywood you know like that would change yeah you know, that like, would get, be like, fashion up there instantly that would be fun or, like yeah. some shit like that but hell just take um, away the elevators man just put jump pads like staircases of, like, but the geometry on those maps i think is like really mm, i don't know what the word is I don't want to say basic. It just feels bad. It's like a basic bitch. It feel, <laughs> like, well, it, like, you know, like the so center of Liu Zhang yeah. Light Market. There's like that Night Market stage where, is it Light Market? Enclosed. With the bridges. The oh, no, no, no. You're talking about the garden. garden. You're talking about garden. Yeah, garden. Like there's a point that feels like garden and that's one with the jump pads where like you just wind up fighting in like around a cylinder and like that feels like really bad. And then there's one where the points like there's one where the points covered by like a, a second level, like half of it's kind of covered by a, a second level. Yeah, there's like a high ground, but yeah, it's again, it's, it's like that, really that crammed. Strange. That one's definitely a little bit weird. Um, I'm not yeah, sure how the it, that one feels really crammed. Yeah, yeah, that one feels really crammed. And then yeah, that one I don't I hate that one actually. And then there's the other one where the points like off to the side. It's very much Ilios, and like you know, that's kind of like light tower, the the wind the windmill um, map. Yeah, but the, yeah, but like you need the high ground on that map. Like controlling that house with the health pack is like actually really beneficial. Like the one that's not the point on Ilios. Yeah, like having control of that little room or whatever is like really big. But 
on the Ilios maps, it feels like kind of just there. The Oasis one, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Oasis. It just feels like. I mean, we you haven't would played it. Enough, never want to be there. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's one with with the house in the middle, and it has got little fencing around it. So it's yeah, that one feel like I think that's the one you said felt a little bit more like gardens, probably, and it. I don't think there's anything necessarily new introduced. That that's the biggest thing with Oasis. You know, it, it's very similar to a lot of the the diff- the other King of the Hill maps that we've played. Just little mixture of all of them, and um, yeah. So it's nice. It's pretty. I just don't know if it's going to introduce anything new, like new types of gameplay, new types of strategy, and you know that's too bad because I was expecting like a completely new game type from this. You know, when they originally mm. were talking about a new new map, so. Uh, I mean, I wasn't expecting from Oasis after I saw it, but I was hoping for it before the BlizzCon announcement. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, again, it's just our impressions, and we're, you know, we're playing it on the PTR, so obviously it's not, like, out in the the wild. The real world. Yeah, out in the wild and seeing what everybody does with it. But it's probably going to take a while before people will pick it <laughs> in, in events. That's just how it goes, right? I mean, how, look how long it took. Well, Ilias, just everybody still does. It, it did take a while for the King of the Hill maps to, to get picked. Uh, and it should yeah, be I mean, the same for Oasis. There's like there's like a point on Oasis where like you fall in a pit in the middle which just brings oh, you to like this yep. lower level. And the lower yeah. level, like there's actually no reason to ever be down there other than the fact that you didn't die to the pit. Yeah. There's cars too. Jay, you know about the cars, right, Jay? There's like, there's, yeah, yeah there's yeah. this, I mean, this highway that goes on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can actually avoid it, but it's kind of supposed to be like you dropping off the map in a way, but... Um. Yeah, there's one health pack that's right next to your spawn where you have to like pass it and then go come around and go across the the bridge to get in that health pack. It, it, it's I never really understood that one. I'm like, there's something I'm missing about this one. Like, is there something I mean, fighting the going happened, on like right here? Yeah, like, the I don't, same thing happens on Li Zhang. There's like random health packs in the spawn areas. Oh, so like can, I guess that's true. It's yeah. like you you can like go tracer and just keep farming those health packs and stuff, and it, it just feels really. Yeah, I mean, you could try to camp spawn. You know, I could see like a, a team just camping in front of that health pack, so like they're the only ones that can access it, and just like spamming into the 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 spawn point, maybe something like that. But I always thought that was weird. Every time I run by it, I look at it like that's interesting because I can't access it without going past it and then coming back. It's so weird. Um, anyways. Thanks, Andy, for sending in that question. Um, yeah, why don't we wrap up, guys? We're almost two hours here. But uh, definitely great. This is supposed to be a shorter show. We always yeah, do this, We're, we're having a short show today, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, we didn't, we didn't actually have that much on the agenda, but these topics and, and just the events, where there's so much to talk about. Um, but Flame, yeah, glad. I mean, your Christmas tree is looking awesome at night, dude. You got presents under it? No presents. What the hell? Okay. All right. I see him talking, but I don't hear him. Yeah, I don't hear him either. Oh, I think you're pushed to talk, man. Push to talk. Or you're muted. I think he's muted. He's, I believe, he's muted. Um, all right. <laughs> Anyways. Let's just see. Okay, I'll, I'll give a shout Yeah, why don't out. you go start? Why don't you start the shout out, Jason? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I'll just go really slow. So my <laughs> first shout out, uh, of course, parents are like in the room behind me. Let me do it while I'm here. But uh, for supporting me, blah, blah, blah. All that good stuff I say every week. Chairman of the show for always bringing me on. Yep. Um, TSL for letting me have the opportunity to do Overwatch. To Blizzard for 
not hating my casting, I think, so far. <laughs> I would uh, and say hopefully liking to a, a great casting. 2017. Yeah. They're not hating it, but I don't know if they're liking it. There's a difference. Wow. Okay. Flamey back? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think you do get there it, we though. go. Yeah, I don't there know you what go. Happened. Yeah, Discord like undone me or something. But I said I, I have better than presents. I have a dog under my tree. That's true. He's not new though, right? You've had him for no, a while no. now. Why yeah. I want? I need presents. When I have a dog. What else do you need? <laughs> okay, all right. Good. She she leaves some presents sometimes on the. <laughs> no, my parent, well, my parents. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have to clean them up some mornings. But like, my parents like came. Up, my mom. Okay. So like, I can't leave my dog at my parents' house because my sister's dog like actively tries to kill her. So my mom like comes over here and stays and or she came here and like stayed like a couple nights while I was at BlizzCon and like brought her back and forth between her house because yeah. again like she doesn't like not being there if she's there. So she was like making fun of me. She's like, why do you have your Christmas tree in your computer room? And I was like, mom, like where else do I put it? Like this is where I chill. Like it's on stream. Like <laughs> they're making fun of me. Awesome. Yeah, but, yeah cool. back to the point of like I don't need presents because I'm just here alone. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, you want to do any shout outs, man? Where can people and find you? Shout outs to Blizzard for letting me do MLG. That was cool. Shout out to MLG for asking to have me in the first place. That was even cooler. And then I guess shout out to everyone. There was so much good feedback actually that I got. Like, yeah, you're I mean, great. It's like making me feel really good about myself right now. So that's really cool. And like my streamers that are my viewers that are like super, super supportive. Like I'll tweet out like, oh, I'm nervous. And I'm like, you got this shit. This is your event. Like bring it home, blah, blah, blah. Like it's actually so nice. So, supports shout out to them. Supports the best. Yeah, man. No, but you deserve it, man. You did, you know, again, like you did a great job. And, um, you know, just like waiting for you to, to talk. And then when you started talking, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's, he's you know, he's definitely, definitely uh, ready to go. And, you know, just, just doing what you normally do. So that's, yeah, like, like that's I mean, it's just like, and another shout out, just like everyone that was there that was like so, like, helpful. Like, I had so many questions. I was like so afraid of some things. And like, everyone was just like, yeah, like, just be yourself, live your life. I mean, I could, I don't want to tell a story, but there's a story I'll tell on the stream. No, they were just like, because like, I was super afraid to like be too angry. Oh, oh, yeah. And then, so like, I had this conversation with Monty and he's like, nah, dude, you just got to say what you want to say. He's like, you don't, nobody wants a wishy-washy like analyst. Like just, he's like, people hate me for stuff that I say. And he's like, that's exactly (laughs) what you want. Like you want people to be discussing you. You want people to think that like you're edgy or angry or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So So, like, the NRG match ends, and then I'm on the desk with him, and he was like, that was, like, he said something like, that was the worst showing by a team I've ever seen, like, (laughs) just ripping into them, and he just opened up the floodgates for me to say whatever, like, but Monty and Doe were, like, super, super awesome, and, like, I met Susie from Korea, and she was, like, the greatest person, she was, like, the nicest person I've probably ever met in my entire life, (laughs) like, we found out we went to the same college, Oh wow! And like, okay. so did Rachel. Like Rachel went to the same college, and suddenly, like, we're all just wow. sitting there, like, "Holy shit, we're all from the same state." What is going on? New Yorkers, New Yorkers, Jersey, actually. Oh, Jersey. Sorry, <laughs> Jersey. Oh god, Rachel's gonna kick my ass for that. But one. Yeah, like X and Puckett were awesome. Golden Boy was awesome. Like Huck and Stir were hilarious. Like ZP is ZP is actually so excited about Overwatch. Like I loved all of them. Like all of their personalities together was like was like so like empowering. I guess. Good, that's though. awesome that's definitely great yeah uh but anyways guys i'll wrap it up uh thanks to both of you guys for doing the show and everybody for watching um we're gonna have one more show before the end of the year so we'll probably do like our our awards you know i guess our mini the overview awards and 
what we think was the best event and all that good stuff. So definitely tune in next week. Try to do it on the same time, but we might have to move a little bit based on just Christmas and family things. So uh, just stay tuned. Uh, definitely follow the Twitter for the overview. Uh, it's the overview GG. And, you know, we'll, I'll be tweeting from there. I'll be tweeting from my, my uh, Twitter, too. So you can follow me on, at ChamManB also. Uh, VODs will be up, youtube.com slash ChamManB, just like always, a little bit later on tonight. And you can find it on iTunes um, by late tonight or early tomorrow. So, you know, on the way to work or whatnot, you can listen to it. But that's going to be it for this week. So for Flame, Jason Kaplan, and Ch- myself, ChamManB, we'll see you next week. Later. Later. <laughs>